0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: So many MCs focusing on black people extermination We keep it balanced with the knowledge of self-determination It's hot, we be blowing the spots with conversations Come on, let's smooth it out like soul sensation We in the house like Japanese in Japan or Koreans in Korea Had to Philly and Freemaria with the Kooji Chagalia True, Singing and swinging and writing is fighting But what they writing got is clashing like titans It's not exciting, no question Being a black man is demanding The fire's in my eyes and the flames need fanning The fire's in my eyes and the flames need fanning The fire's in my eyes and the flames need need with that war Dollars itself determination with that war Dollars itself determination with that war Dollars itself. determination with that war Dollars itself determination, war. Dollars itself. determination. Things i'm to may come through my words may not just what i yes yes come Yes, yes. Knowledge yourself is like life after death. With that, you never worry about your last breath. Death comes, that's how I'm living. It's the next stage. The flesh goes underground. The book of life flips a page. Yo, they asking me how old we live in the same age. I feel the rage of a million niggas locked inside a cage. At exactly which point do you start to realize that life without knowledge is death in disguise? That's why knowledge yourself is like life after death. Apply it to your life, my destiny manifests. Different days, same confusion. We're gonna take this hip hop shit and give it. Moving, shed a little light now. Y'all blooming like a flower with the power of the evident voices and drums, original instruments in the flesh, presently presenting my representation with that one, determination with that one, determination with that one, determination with that one determination with that one, determination. History is now, the present, two so counts of blessings, cause time can't define the essence, but you're stressing over time and you follow the Roman calendar, these people into colon like Attica, you can bet they're trying to lock you down like Attica, the African the diaspora represents stress and numbers, a giant can't slumber forever, I know you gotta get that to whatever, and hey, yo I heard you twice the first time, money
2: get it t- they try to follow, but they shallow and hollow. I can see right through them like an empty 40 bottle of O.E. They have no key or no clue to the game at all. Now they washed up, hung out to dry, standing looking stupid, wondering why. Why, man? It was the fame that they tried to get. Now they walk around talking about represent and keep it real. But I got to appeal. Hey, welcome to the Black Girl Test podcast with your host Rod and Aaron. That's right. Thursday. Big Thursday after the Oscars I was was right about almost every pick That I made That's right, go back, check the tape Russell (laughs) Hangline, professional critic Comes on the show And I son him, son In your (laughs) face I told you Lincoln wasn't going to win shit, son Daniel Day-Lewis, that's it I called it He acted his ass off He's an actor Acting I knew he was going to win that shit But uh, yeah, so we back I should have bet money on the Oscars because I would have got paid. I got one picture of the year, didn't it? Mm-hmm. It did. Now I didn't pick that. I don't remember what I picked, but I'm pretty sure I didn't pick Ben Affleck's movie. But you know, I'm not not that I'm surprised. I just didn't see it. You know, neither. Um, and white people do love Lincoln, so I'm sure it was an upset. You know, they five oh, they, they people probably hot. You know, that's why we actually measure the impossible white man. Uh, by is, is Lincoln's. Mm-hmm. We measure in in how many Abraham Lincoln's. Right. But, um, yeah, man, it's the Black Out Tips podcast. We have no guest today. Um, although we do have a ton of shit to talk about. I'm sure. Yes, we uh, do. It'll be just as interesting, uh, without a third opinion involved. But, um, you can find the show a bunch of ways. It's very easy. You go to the com. That's how you find the website where you can comment and all that stuff. You can also find us, uh, on all your podmatic, uh, I mean, your podcasting <laughs> your podcast getting things wherever you listen to them. Stitcher, Facebook, uh, Potomatic, iTunes, mm-hmm. Google Plus. Like we just got a social media and podcast places. Put in the Black Guy with Tips. Just Google it. All this shit will come up. Uh, you know, in case you're in the car with your friend and you want to know what you're listening to, it's the Black Guy with Tips. And, uh, it's a comedy podcast we do three times a week. motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny um don't forget you can also donate subscribe check out tumblr all this stuff from com. it really helps the show out when you guys do that leave us five-star reviews on itunes and we will read them on the show regardless of content we appreciate everybody that takes the time out to leave us a five-star review uh makes the show look good and uh we're you know you guys are nice enough to do it and uh, also it doesn't matter what the content of that review is even if it's something bad about the show we'll read it you know Uh, We promise to read it live on the air. Uh, You can call the show 704-557-0186 and leave us a voicemail, email, you know, all the contact information on the page. What the fuck am I doing? The official, (laughs) I'm going to take that out the copy. The official weapon of the show is. The taser. Why? Folks might didn't know the information. Go to blackouttips.com to slash about.
3: Okay. And I'll tell you everything you know. I've been
2: saying that shit for weeks now. If they don't know by now, they're just hating. Uh, The unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme yes sir and this podcast is brought to you by the audio play the brand spanking new audio play by the way which we recorded when we were down in underground sound studios and, mm-hmm. uh, with shadow dog productions and all these actors and actresses and we
3: had a great time with them and i posted on facebook that we um not gonna do the show live or something i was like can i i was like we're not gonna do the show live on spreecast but we're gonna do the show live at shadow dog somebody hit the facebook up they was like can i see it son and I was, didn't say anything, and I was thinking, nah, son. Can I you- see
2: his son? Was it Scarfinger? Cause that's his shit. <laughs>
3: no, 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 they wanted to know, could they see us in Shadow Doll? And I oh. was, wanted to let them know, no, you, you can't, when we go to Shadow Doll, you can't see us
4: live.
2: Well, yeah, we, we went out, uh, there, we recorded, uh, like three or four audio, I think three new audio plays, uh, we did a podcast, um, we had a good time, man. It's always a fun. Great time. It's always a lot of work, um, you know, uh, we'll talk more about that after we do all the advertising, but it's always a lot of work, but it's always fun. Um, but yeah, the brand spanking new audio play, Hate Puppy, starring your very own Rod and Karen. It also stars Laurent Wise, Eric DuBell, and Amanda Elizabeth from last Sunday's episode. It's only 99 cents, and you can find it at com slash hp dot html. Of course, I will have a link on the website uh if you really want to help the show out and it only costs you a dollar uh it will really be helpful if you guys go and buy this audio play also we worked our asses off and i think we we did did a really good job and um i think it's really funny um so i would also like to hear people that heard it and what you guys think of our work uh you should listen to it for no other reason than rod's rapping that's right i have to rap yes in character in this uh uh in this audio play didn't i know i would be rapping you know my own raps thought there might be something to prepare no i had to freestyle some hate puppy freestyles in character you know i thought i did pretty good um people seemed to impress i got i got a uh a, st- a, a little bit of a clapping ovation, I guess whatever you call it, at the end of my my second freestyle. Yeah, you bust around. He's uh Dexter. Said he gonna make that his ringtone, didn't he? Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully, uh, <it> cams <laughs> off good. Yeah, back around, we used to get everything. And uh, I would love to hear what other people thought about it because yes, um, you know, it, it could be um you know it could be pretty pretty fun. Um, all right. We also have another sponsor. Let me get some sexy music out. Um. Matter of fact, maybe this will work. Let's go back to this.
3: Yes, this is sex. It sound like that, Jeffrey, that uh, African
2: jungle music. <laughs> right. Fellas and ladies, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, you should be. Why not? What's wrong with your love like that you don't want to make it any better? You should always be trying to get better, guys. Yes. Have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to Adamandeve.com and for a limited time only you get 50% off of just about any item. But that's not all. Mm-mm. But that ain't all? What mm-hmm. else you got, sir? Well, when you select that one item at 50% off, you can also get three free adult high quality DVDs of white people in slow motion having sex in mm. costumes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking these run-of-the-mill costumes Mm -hmm. that you buy. They spent some money on that. Yeah, I'm talking like you'll really be like, is that a police officer? Wait a minute, she's pulling out his penis. (laughs) Some police officers do
3: that for real, though.
2: Yeah, that's a different type of stop and frisk.
3: Yeah, a whole different type of stop and frisk. Frisky with my penis,
2: girl. Plus, you get free extra gifts so central that... I can't even tell you what it is. We sure can't. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. They are not playing around, people. Go and get it while the items are hot. Fifty percent off, y'all. AdamandEve.com. Go there. Put in the code TBGWT when you go check out. Get your fifty percent. Get your three free adult DVDs. Get your free extra gift and your free shipping. All you got to do is put in the code TBGWT when you go check out. Treat yourself. Use your tax returns on your vagina or your penis. You'll never regret it. Okay? No, you won't. Yep. This is the perfect time to stock up on condos for the
3: year, son. I know it's so. You already missed Thanksgiving. I mean, I, that shit. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's Day. A lot of mm-hmm. holidays have passed. And some of y'all been kind of broken low on funds. Now you can get that, that dildo you've been looking at. That, that, that body shape thing. You know, uh, I don't know what you call them. The body thing that the dudes fuck with like women's asses I don't know what you oh, call it oh yeah
2: me. yeah get whatever you need nobody's judging you here people okay you're gonna be in the safety of your own living situation yes you are nobody can tell you what you can and cannot do alright so treat yourself yep the, like they said no the
3: sky is the limit your imagination and your penis
2: and vagina is the limit get that thing that you always put in the uh you save on your list your wish list but you never really had the guts to buy it now it's time to pull the trigger oh, you on never really
3: shit. had the guts to post it because somebody ain't buy that shit for you
2: yeah yeah 50 percent off pull the trigger all right all right man enough enough <laughs> but yeah we went to um we went to shadow doll productions and um uh, it was fun it was um, a lot
3: of fun we met a new, lot of new people
2: yep yeah and oh actually before we even get started let me say this uh my man rick um from the in the lanes well defunct filling the lanes podcast and of course uh, a lot of people know rick from being a guest on the show before mm-hmm. uh you know friend of the show friend in real life uh met met rick in real life his father passed last Aww. week uh they had the funeral on monday
3: sorry to hear that yeah
2: he was a member of the cool dad club you know can't take that away from him and uh just let them know that you know we are thinking about you and much um, love sweetie yeah man you Only uh, get
3: one one daddy especially if your daddy was a good daddy you that, that's that's something to cherish sweetheart
2: yeah man so just try to think about the positives of it and how much time you did get to spend with them um and like he said man tell them that you love them uh if you do have you know cool dad good dad whatnot good parents good loved ones reach out tell somebody that you love them before they're gone dog all right we was at Shadow Dog Productions, right? It was an underground sound uh, studios, and it was fun. Uh, we had a good time. Met a lot of new actors, a lot of new faces, uh, very funny people. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't know if people know is while we were recording, uh, we were doing the um, the stories for Guess the Race, I realized like two or three stories in, I, I saved an old file of, of the stories, Uh So I was doing stories from Thanksgiving last year. (laughs) They don't matter, they brand new to me. Yeah, stories we may have done on the show before, I don't remember. I mean, obviously, these people, I probably never heard these stories. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the stories, I had to read from my phone, which had less than like, had like 15% battery life. It was like... (laughs) <laughs> like dying as i was reading each story it, it was it's like one cra- story June. no story
3: June.
2: yeah it was crazy those stories were stories i was saving for women in the studio some of them had videos and stuff i just had to burn all those stories right there on the spot man i don't know if people could tell when i was doing it or not nobody's said anything about it on twitter to me so i'm guessing it sounded okay but mm-hmm. i was freaking the fuck out man like those are some stressful shows <laughs> <laughs> well you know? it was new to me and it was new to them so hey I mean, when you're moderating all that stuff, you have to listen to everybody. I'm holding the mic. I'm moving it between Karen and I so that she can yeah, get on the mic. Yeah, was going back and forth. Yeah, Karen would just start talking just with no regard to the mic. just
3: because yeah, I'm, I'm – and that's how I have it. I guess because I'm, like, really just used to having my own mic. So I was just talking and assuming I was like, this bitch better pick up. Yeah, <laughs> but,
2: uh, you know, I, from what I'm hearing, it sounds good. Everybody – uh seems pleased with the shows Uh, you know those are the craziest shows there's always people in this little side room that i can't always hear and Mm -hmm. they're raising raising their hands when they want to speak
3: yeah back back in the back and yeah we had to wear um we wear headphones when we do this show but you have to wear the headphones doing that show because like you said you have some people like back in the cut corner so when they're talking you can't always hear them in their comments
2: yeah it was man it was a crazy show man like And then you have to pause like every 20 minutes because they have to save it so that they don't lose the file. So I'm also keeping time on my phone as we're doing this. And, you know, we're wrapping up segments like you would a radio show, basically to take a break and i this time i actually left that in normally i, I edit all yeah, that out not, yeah i was like you know what who fuck that who got time for editing shit let that shit roll yeah so then we get back home you know i i, I edit everything i upload everything <gasps> oh, yeah and all of a sudden Potomatic is no Pot-o- no help at all Potomatic was like you know what son fuck you
3: and everybody else is trying to get that shit up tonight yeah it was nah, like uh,
2: son i would listen to it before i put it up like okay it's working everything's cool with this file and all of a sudden Potomac's like yeah dog that that's not an mp3 yeah i
3: can't read that that right, that right there I don't, I don't know what that is
2: yeah I, I can't read that it was like them 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 nigger transformers and transformers too. <laughs> it was like that ain't the real one it was like no it was like we ain't no reading bots you No, know, that shit <laughs> oh, oh damn <laughs> yeah the nigg formers or whatever they call like it was like that shit well, it was just like, nah, dog. And so I stayed up like most of the night. night. Yes, you did. Trying to get Potomatic to upload it and stuff. And it was, you know, I don't know when the last, it's been years since I've had any issues with them. But still, it was like, you know, you're emailing people and find, trying to find out what's going on. And then eventually, uh the next morning, they got it figured out. I was so fucking exhausted from driving up, and, yeah, and then being up all night, back. worrying about getting the shit up, that I didn't even go into work the next day. I was like, nope, not doing it. So, uh, you know, I stayed home or whatever and finally got it up middle of the morning. And uh yeah. thank you as fans for being so um understanding, too, because, you know, I posted on Facebook like the episode won't be up. Um, and, uh, nobody was acting, uh, well, a couple people made some jokes, but it was, you know, like, dance, my kids get our show up, you know, that, like, funny stuff. Yes. But, uh, I appreciate everybody being so, uh, understanding, yeah, man, and knowing, shit. like, we were working on it, and, uh, we got it up the next day, and hopefully too many people didn't get put out by that, but, uh, yeah, we appreciate it, man, but, um, that shit was a high wire act <laughs> on that on the fly yeah
3: <laughs> I, I still love going to Shadow a dog and I, I love it I it's, it's a lot of great work Great time had a good time i always get nervous i always get scared uh when i'm reading because like dex is in the room he's looking at me and i'm like okay
2: <laughs> i get nervous yeah oh you're talking about doing the audio plays Yes. yeah I, as a podcast um it is a little bit more, it's a little different because when you're doing it in front of these people and some of these people, you're really just meaning, Mm -hmm. um, you're hoping that Dexter kind of prepped everybody, but you don't really know what their lines are, what they're okay with, what they will laugh at, what jokes they'll make. Yeah. But, um, I feel like it's a testament to, uh, our belief in our own shit because mm-hmm. people always seem to come around man they like do. like even people where you're like you know we've had people on, when we go up there that are like well i am a christian and i don't cuss and i do and i'm like well your ass is about to be mad today <laughs> so but they don't man it's, it's just they're always cool um you know it was weird doing a show with a like a 15 year old but uh, you know, she looked like she was about twenty five, so yeah, it's not like box girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like uh, you know, I was sitting up there like this little fifteen year old girl. But it was just weird being in a room where it's like I'm saying cunt around a fifteen year old. Yeah, we talked
3: about porn and everything.
2: Yeah, like we're talking about all kinds of ratchet stuff, and technically there's a kid in the room. You know, it's mm-hmm. like their parent is fine with it. Nobody's like complaining. They want to be on the show, but it's like it's weird to me as an adult. Like I can't believe this is happening. You know? Yes. Um, so we did that and we did our audio plays. And of course, you know, the audio plays are filthy. Um, pretty much
1: <laughs> <laughs> so get to
2: be, get to be filthy and stuff. And, um, you know, they're very funny. Obviously, uh, Dexter wrote them. Um, uh, or at least, uh, I think he wrote the ones we did. Sometimes I know he lets people write, uh, write their own plays. Mm-hmm. And, um, we performed the parts, man, and uh we were. I thought we did pretty good. Karen was right; she was nervous for no fucking reason.
5: <laughs> she always
2: does this. I don't know what it is. It's like we get up there, and then she just like, ah, oh, am I messing this up? Let me rush through it. Let me fix this. And <laughs> I have to do the whole like talk Karen down, like a hostage situation.
3: <laughs> I get time. nervous, man, and and when I get nervous reading, I I try to do. I and 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 I'm the type of person I read it, and I'm like, okay. Then when I'm actually saying it, what my brain says and what my lips says ain't the same thing. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like saying words like ain't even on the fucking page. Oh, shit, that makes no sense.
2: Yeah, I don't know what Karen's doing. It's literally just shit that was not... In the script, I always get nervous, but uh, yeah, but, well, we got it worked out, you know, and she figured it out, and um, and it's always fun to, to be somebody that isn't you know yourself on the mic and it is take on different accents and stuff like that. i try to always change it up a bit, um, I'm not sure how successful I am on that all the time, but uh, it's always good performing, and you know, as we're performing this stuff, I'm bringing us all to a point can on master this, okay, uh, as we're performing this stuff. There's still like a 15 year old in the room. And now, and at some point, 11 year old in the room. Oh, it sure was. Yeah, who looked five, by the way.
3: <laughs> looked, he did. My niece is taller than her.
2: Yeah, adorable little girl. Uh, just like, uh, you know, and, and we're reading and, you know, she's gonna be nervous and stuff. And I think, uh, when she was ready to read, uh, we actually, we were outside about to leave anyway. It was getting hot in there. And her mom came out and was like, "Just she was nervous because now her daughter's in there performing. Yeah, her, ba- her baby! was like, Mommy, get out. Get out. I can't have you in here. Yeah, in case you <laughs> messed up or something. But Dexter's such a really nice um dude that I was telling her, she's in great hands. Dex is not some type of slave driver. He's not going to freak out like, You're fucking up, kid. It's costing me money. Yeah, that, Get that, back to work. That's one thing
3: I can't say about Dexter. Dex is it's really, really... Relaxing to be around Dexter and, and he doesn't stress you out or anything like that. And so it's, it's, it's very fun that when yeah. we go there.
2: Yeah. So, uh, she was performing her part and all this. And, you know, she was in the room we were performing. I remember Dexter when he was on the show a long time ago. He, one of the things he said that was hilarious to me and, uh, but it always stuck with me when he remembered he was talking about how, uh, kids, would come be on the sh- uh, in his plays and mm-hmm. scripts and his movies, and he was like, you know, these people's parents are cool with them saying and doing the things in the movies and yeah, in the scripts. Yeah, like, release forms and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but just more importantly, like you know, there's a a, a certain type of like like a level of uh, approach that you would think. People would be at like when you think of a child, you don't think of a you think if someone is cursing around a child is bad, right? Yeah. So so it's like you know these are people who you know they read the script and it's like cool yeah my my child can do this where they have to read this part where they have to curse or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like part of I'll the curse that yeah yeah it's, it's part of the gig. It's not like two people can act where it's like okay now get out of the room while we curse and you come in and you do your part and then we'll curse some more later like your kid has to be comfortable with that um yeah. because and that's what you acting. As a parent is. has to be comfortable with that too yeah and that's what acting is is not being your it's not you going in and being yourself Self. and unfortunately you really can't distract from the reality of this is a child actor in a situation where you know, it's somewhat, uh, maybe it, it wouldn't be okay with most parents. And we have, and it happens all the time. We see it all the time. Movies, TV shows. It's like, you know, they still have to have child actors on Boardwalk Empire. Or Yes, they do. Um, you know, there, they, they, they there's going to be a baby, uh, in The Walking Dead. And so that means everything that happens around that baby, uh, the, the little boy who plays Carl, all this stuff. Yeah. That really happens. It's not like, someone really gets shot, but you know, it's a very adult situation and there's people cussing and stuff like that. Nick Jews in the chat. She says, there's a kid in our show. She's in the play right now and it has very grown up themes. And, um, you know, I will bring all that to say Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I was watching the walking dead. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm a red blooded adult. Yes. You know what I'm saying I can't help myself. But after that goes off I'm watching the Oscars, and I don't know what it is about the Oscars, but, like, it partially fascinates me, but it also sickens me, like, just completely, because uh, I watched the red carpet part, and I was just ironically uh, tweeting stuff, because... Oh, my goodness. It's the most misogynistic... Yes!
3: And, and, it's, and it's a bunch of... Um, and I don't mean to take over, but we was watching... Go the, ahead. No, I don't know. We was watching the one on E! When it with E, yeah, and it was four women, like four or five women up there, and it was the one with um, uh, four or five women, and they were just talking, and they were talking about the dresses, and then they were talking about uh, women's dresses not showing enough cleavage, you know? They were yeah. talking about the way, and, and, and the in and sap- people's hair. Yeah, and these, are,
2: these are women that we most people would consider beautiful, flawless. I mean, they're movie stars, right? But then you have these other women; they are not movie stars. No,
3: a lot of and and the thing about these other women, a lot of them don't have the body shape, don't have the body structures. I mean, they're right. they're, they're frumpy looking and stuff like that. And a lot of their dresses, in my personal opinion, were very ugly compared to a lot of these dresses that probably would, would cost a whole lot more than what they were wearing. It's one of the things like you're sitting here criticizing and judging, but yet you're the same women that would get angry at men who, who would sit here and do the exact same thing that you're doing right now
2: yeah and it was really weird to me and i just found it like ridiculous because you know pretty much every woman on my timeline at the time that's what they were tweeting about and they were doing a whole bunch of oh i don't like her bangs or her dress is not showing enough boobs or showing too much boobs or you uh I don't like this person. She's a bitch or something. I hate her. Um, It was just a lot of that. Like mm-hmm. just judging these people that are celebrities that we technically don't really know. And that's just an American fascination. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of remember, like, I ironically joked about it for a little bit. And then I had to stop because it really was too much. It was like, even that was like. Why, why are y'all being so hard on these women mm-hmm. people that you don't know people a
3: lot of a lot of these people that you would never meet and it boils back to that thing as once you get to a certain status people sep people separate you're your, not a your, human your, anymore yeah your humanity from it and they just assume they can say anything about you because as far as they're concerned you're not
2: human right so i'm watching that and it's you know like i said it starts as getting a pit in my stomach where i'm just like you know what i'm changing this putting this on sports or something you you were tougher than I, me roger i, I just gave it. me
3: the remote and came back and spongebob squarepants was zone. i was like nah, nah, i ain't watching that shit son
2: yeah i thought it would be co- something like cool to live tweet with everybody but really when i'm making jokes like oh so-and-so is working that dress you better work it girl and everybody's just kind of like mm-hmm, she is working and i'm like wait a minute i was joking i don't know anything about working a dress <laughs> how do you fucking <laughs> work something you know, then I would pick like the dudes cuz the dudes all dressed the same in like standard tuxedos Black and, blue. and stuff. And I just be like, "Wow, I cannot believe Seth Rogen showed up in that tuxedo." You know, and nobody was, you know, nobody would even get that as a joke and shit. They would just play it up serious. And uh, you know, the other thing, uh, like I would say like if uh uh Bradley Cooper brought his mom, mm-hmm. I I would be I would just like tweet out like, "Oh my god, how come nobody told me Bradley Cooper is dating his mom? Isn't that sick? Uh Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie and now this? You know. And <laughs> nobody would even they they just be like, "Oh." oh yeah, okay.
3: yeah, you wouldn't talk about fashion so nobody gave a damn, son.
2: Yeah, so you know, and I was like, "Okay, this is not my scene." So I I dipped out. I had to stop, man. Um so I go watch Walking Dead and I come back and look at my I had a score sheet for all the movies. Mm-hmm. I was getting everything right, so I said, let me tune in, because I ha- I'm on such a hot streak getting all of these, my, my, my Oscar nominations correct, that it was like, it's like if you had seven numbers of the the Powerball correct, and then they were live showing the Powerball the rest numbers. The rest of them was like, yeah, come on, son. You're going to turn to the Powerball. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, as quick as I turned to it, I end up getting off of it in like 20 minutes, because Honestly, it's boring as fuck. I don't know how you people yes, do it. Yes, it is to me too. Um, the, the, the audience is lame. There's so much, like, everyone here is so important. So much pomp and circumstance over everything. Um, and it's, it's just a lot of, like, you know, Hollywood congratulating each other on Hollywood shit and, I don't know. It just got boring kind of quick. And, you know, the, the comedian, uh, was Seth McFarlane, uh, of Family Guy fame, mm-hmm. who, you know, his shows, uh, on um, Fox Animation Domination or whatever it's called, like those three shows, American Dad, The Cleveland Show, and Family Guy, they all like make such good, uh, like cringe humor type shows. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of jokes. They pretty much, The operative thing is that we're going to approach or go over this line that you have as, you know, what you think is decency. We're going to go over that. We're going to make the joke that is a little bit more uncomfortable and edgy. And that's where they reside. Right. So him hosting the Oscars to me. It just didn't make sense, and it, and this happens every Ricky Gervais, like when he hosts, like this happens all the time where they keep getting these guys who are edgy comedians. Yeah, and
3: then and then everybody wants to fuss and holler yeah. and complain, like a lot of people. He's terrible. He's
2: horrible. He's poking fun. He's that's
3: what the fuck he does.
2: Yeah, and that, that's the thing because uh, I, I guess somebody said uh, Brandon or somebody was tweeting that you know it's not his audience, so he needs to like cater his jokes to that audience no no But honestly Mm -mm. we've gotten to the point where your everybody's brand is so separate from from everything else Mm -hmm. you actually need to just cater to your brand it's not about going and killing at the oscars if that means you look corny then you now have hurt your reputation other places right so he did some musical numbers and things like that i understand he did a song about all these actresses boobs and people were mad about that shit um, some people, not everybody. Some people were mad about that. Um, some people were mad about the fact that, uh, he made a joke about George Clooney that included, uh, Kovaciany, wait, Kovagine uh, Wallace as part of the punchline where he, she's like nine years old and he's like, well, in 10 years, you'll be too old to date George Clooney. Um, which basically is George Clooney's a borderline fucking pedophile, by the way. Um, <laughs> ah! you know, these old ass dudes that keep dating him like the same, 18 year old hot chick for mm-hmm. the rest of their life was just keep mm-hmm. upgrading to a new model every five years and apparently nobody says anything about Mm-mm. it uh i actually thought that that was actually pretty funny you know what i mean to make that joke now some people are like well you sexualize uh you know quad uh quad quadrinate you Wallace. don't want me to try to pronounce it so Qu- no you,
3: you handle that son
2: qu-vig-nay. it's easy well, Janine, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to try to attempt. Well, you haven't watched enough Roots. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, you know, you call it cute in. It's call a Q. She okay. doesn't like it, but she ain't here right now. Um, uh, so a lot of people are like, yo, you're sitting up here and you're talking bad. You using using her as a punchline for a joke and it's a sexual joke and she's nine years old, you know, and uh, you know, uh, what movie was she in? Uh, Leonard Brothers. She was in Beast of the Southern Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people were upset with just even that. You know, it's like she was going to be at this, uh, at this award show. We all know how these award shows get down. Mm-hmm. And you knew that it was going to be some edgy jokes from this comic. Now look, you don't have to like it. I don't blame you. Uh, you can completely be like, go fuck this dude. That's your right. Uh, I think one of the issues I have with comedians is, too many of them, when they do make a joke that pushes buttons, they they run from it like they didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not funny. You know, that's not I can't defend anyone that runs from that joke. So, you know, uh, as far as I know, he didn't say that he didn't think that was funny. And I appreciate, you know, him sticking to it because it is a joke on George Clooney. And, you know, yeah,
3: more than more than it was on her. Right. And also, I think for the fact that they go hire these people. That they know don't really fit their, their audience. They right. already know this when they got his ass. Right. It would make no sense for him to come on their show and water down everything that he represented, he worked hard for. It, like to yeah. me, that defeats the purpose. You brought him on and his ass is going to be edgy, but well, then, you know, don't act shocked or
2: surprised. And it is an adult venue. Like regardless of what people think, you have scantily clad people going around presenting awards for movies designed for adults mostly. Mm-hmm. And it's actually and it starts at night. It goes until like one in the morning. It's actually an adult venue unless you're just in denial. Like, ain't that the truth? You know, your kid being up till one a.m. to watch the uh the, the Oscars is going is a little weird, right? So, um, and I've never and keep in mind I don't give a fuck about this uh, award show, mm-hmm. but uh, but because it was all over my timeline, we got to talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, so and like I said, I had been stopped watching it. I was like. Eh, it sounds like he's got to be corny for the people. And it sounds like, you know, kids out here, you know, uh I mean, people, people are out here watching this and not really enjoying it. You know, he's making songs about booze. He's making a joke about uh A. Uh, 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 Wallace.
3: And my what thing mean? is, it's funny how people act all politically correct when a lot of the people saying that make jokes about the shit all the time.
2: Yeah, I wasn't going to say that because I think that's kind of a false equivalency and a lot of people do that where it's like, but y'all are the same people that do such and such and it's not always true. True. I mean, yeah, some some um yeah,
3: it's some people that they were truly offended. They don't do it. They not associate. And I mean, I really do understand that. Yes.
2: Yeah, I would I would say from what I saw, most people weren't those kind of people. Um thanks Pfon. Yeah, Quad Quaving. Huh. So hard to say. But um. anyway, man. So apparently a lot of people are in love with Quavinjanae mm-hmm. uh, because she she's adorable. She's the cutest little honestly, girl. Honestly, man. Like I didn't even see the movie. I've just seen like videos of her or pictures of her and, you know, like with a chicken upside her head talking to her like a phone. And I'm like, that is a beautiful little precious black baby, <laughs> you know? So I feel like uh that's you know that's that's it for a lot of people mm-hmm. that's but, as far as it went that's right and it's kind of has that uh G- gabrielle city feeling where it's like mm-hmm. you do such a good job in a movie for a lot of people you are that character yes but people treat gabrielle uh city yeah, like she is do, precious yes yeah, she can't do nothing else it's like you know she's actually like you know She can act and read and function. She shouldn't actually have triple AIDS and AIDS babies from incest. She's a real person, too. It's not just this character. Uh, But, you know, I think people see her and they just go, oh, precious, you know. Um, So so you have all that. And it's at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about what the Oscars mean to people, because I feel like there's a there's a a couple sides of this thing where I feel like people are being extremists. Right. The Oscars mean shit to a lot of people mhm don't mean nothing to me, but yeah, it means something to a lot of people a lot of people, and mm-hmm. we can't pretend that that's not true. It's not like they just started caring. they always have cared about this mm-hmm. right so it's mm-hmm. so it's it, if if you see something at like um i don't know uh denzel Wallace, uh denzel washington uh wallace Denzel Washington, or you see um Uh, Holly Berry win an Oscar Mm -hmm. and then that becomes like the talking point for the next month about Mm -hmm. black people and and we're achieving things. that Hollywood is recognizing us and all this stuff that means something to people and you can't deny it and be like well no, this thing now, now, now in this situation, this one, this person just represents themselves, right? So I feel like that is still at play in 2013. Yes, it is. Yeah, with Quavvin Jene. So it's like, um, she represents a lot to a lot of Black people, yes, Black women in particular, mothers.
3: Yep, because they're like that. like my child or my child, or or, or she's my skin tone. Yes, yeah.
2: mothers, fathers. People that have uh, little girls like this, uncles in their life where you just want the best for them and you just want everything to go perfect for them and you want their life to be about happiness and, and ease and have the same uh access to so much to to, to equality that we have for so many other types of people. Um And I feel like that was a huge part of this, you know? So, you know, you see this little precious girl, she's only like nine years old sitting in the audience doing double thumbs up, like a character from a movie, every time the camera's on her, um, just being adorable. And there's a part of, I think a lot of black people that becomes not just protective, but overprotective. Hell yeah. Like they didn't even want her to be the subject of any joke, which And you go get an edgy comedian and then go, you better not joke on her. You better know the line. Matter of fact, don't even say her name. Matter of fact, don't even use her for a joke. You only tell her that she is the best, brilliant, most beautiful thing in the world. And then you shut the fuck up. And you get back to doing your job. That's not
3: realistic, though.
2: Yeah. So um, I think that's what happens with her and yeah i don't think it's realistic Mm-mm. i wouldn't have that expectation No. um if i like if if that was a thing for me and it's not a thing for me but if it was a thing for me and it was my daughter uh i probably wouldn't even want her to go to a war show because it is an adult place and it is uh they are going to go hire this edgy comedian and she is probably going to hear people say some things that are crass rude even um people trying to be ridiculous and do their stick instead of uh just being treating it professionally and going to do this award the the award that she's up for is near the end of the show so you know it's gonna be mad shit that you're gonna see where you're like okay i don't know if the little baby is ready for this but uh okay you know so mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was gonna be a problem but you know at the same time why would you want to not let your daughter experience this thing
3: ain't that that's it's so rare, rare. yeah uh, yeah a once in a lifetime thing almost
2: yeah. So A, uh uh um, uh unfortunately for her, she has to be Jackie Robinson, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, you're going into the lines then, baby girl. Sorry, but uh, nothing going to prepare you for What's how ridiculous happen. people are, right? Now, that's one part of it. We also talked last week about uh, Oscar Pistorius or Pistorius or something like that. hmm um The dude from South Africa, the sprinter with the legs made of uh skis, basically, and um how everybody was all up on him, and then everybody was so upset and hurt at the possibility he may have had domestic violence in his past and okay. could have possibly killed his girlfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. um and everybody's just hurt, you know, like i can't believe white people hurt like fuck, man, I believed in him, you know, how could you do this? I interviewed you for a week and you wasn't beating me, but you killed your wife. You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) Um, And we talked about hero culture. Yes. And how dangerous it can be. Yes, it can be. And this a little bit reminds me of hero culture because we don't actually know Quavin Janae and we don't know her parents. Like, we can look at some videos. We can think we know them. But it reminded me when we were in Shadow Dog, you know, in Underground Sounds, and those little girls are sitting there listening to us curse or possibly about to, you know, read whatever. Yeah. And it was one of the things
3: where I was like, is it
2: okay? Yeah. I, I
3: I was even questioning it. Dex was like, it's okay. I was like, okay, cool
2: then. Right. Because they've made a commitment to whatever they are doing and they've made a commitment to um, th- this art, you know, and unfortunately yeah. a lot of the art that is out there is consumed for consumed by and made for adults Adults. and it might be crass and there's going to be some subject matter that you don't want to see a kid necessarily having to deal with in real life but it's okay because you need to uh have this artistic statement of look at a child in this situation so um you know and i i was i was thinking about that the whole time too you know uh Uh, even after we left, when we got back, I was still thinking about that. Like, man, that's, that's kind of crazy that people's parents are dealing with this. You know what I mean?
3: Because it's one of those things, especially if you have a child that wants to go into certain fields like acting and performing arts and things like that, where they're going to be doing plays, where they're going to be reading scripts or audio plays, whatever it may be. It's almost like that's part of it. So if you want to keep a, keep your child protected, it's like either you're going to have to say, fuck it. whatever it takes to get you there or you're going to be saying a whole lot of no's before you say, yes, you need to go work for Disney then.
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm basically sitting there like, okay, cool. Um, looks like, uh, this is going to be a problem for, uh, you know, like as soon as I see a kid in that environment, I'm like, this could potentially be a problem. You know, look at how many stories we have of children that they throw into this Hollywood machine, that come out broken and fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that that right there isn't a white or a black thing. That's just say a are these kids supposed to be around this shit thing? Like, you know, uh whether it's Willis from fucking different strokes or it's Lindsay Lohan, like just so many of these kids are coming out where you just like you know, this person, uh, is drunk. This person's a fucked up, uh, drug addict. Uh, this is, you know, it's, it's like, it's not really for these kids. Like.
3: Yeah. And, and as a parent, you would have to be very, very diligent. It's almost like as a parent, you literally have to quit your job and go to every shoot with your child, every performance with your, like, constantly yeah. be around your child 24 seven. Like, nah, baby, it's time for you to go. You can't hang after the show because whatever they're doing is not
2: appropriate. Let's go that's, home. that's assuming the parents are good parents and this isn't some type of they're living my dream through through i'm living my dream through them, them. okay or get, so something like this that. this is how yeah. this is now my income so i'm gonna take my kids money i mean the the little girl from uh modern family like sued her parents you know so that she and she do you know she's young and she's like i'm suing my i'm suing my parents so i can get my uh you know my sovereignty because my parents are spending all my money or something like that's mm-hmm. like you know, no matter how that's no matter who's right in that situation, the fact that you have to make a decision like that and say, 14, 15, 16, 12 is crazy to me. Right. But that is the monster of fame in Hollywood. You know, the monster is eating up, spitting, you know, chewing people, spitting them out. That's that's pretty much the, the what's what's happening. And, you know, when I see somebody like uh, Quentin Janay, I'm like, man, I just hope it don't happen to you. Like, you know, I, I don't want you to have to see the harshness. Of this reality, because I have not forgotten two hours ago, everybody was full on going in on women for the way they were dressed, Mm -hmm. calling them all kinds of names, talking about, you know, not liking them personally, even though you don't fucking know Know them. them, But apparently you don't like Anne Hathaway or something like that just because. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know that this is the best thing to have a kid around.
3: Period. Yeah. And, and yeah, and like you said, a lot of it do with parent and parenting. A lot yeah. of it has to do, uh, that would be a task in itself. What's being- a decision that you make?
2: Yeah. You know, like it's a decision that you make because there's the other part that people don't want to talk about. What if that's just what your daughter want to do? you going to tell her no. Uh, yeah. True. She yeah. willing to work her ass off and be, this is her dream. You're going to look that little girl in the eyes and go, nah, baby. See, it's just people too fucked up and they can't handle it. Or like, okay, now my daughter, she can't have, her, she can't have dreams. Cause she's right, like, like there's no right answer to this shit. No, so, you know, um, and, and then, you know, she wasn't, I guess, uh, necessarily classical, classically trained mm-hmm. actress or something. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it it's was not like, like,
3: she went to school.
2: Yeah. She was supposed to be too young to audition. And it was like a lot of stuff going on where it's like, people were like, it's a miracle. She got the part, you know? So there's no way they foresaw this much success. Mm-mm. Coming off this movie. So now you're mm-hmm. thrust into a a bunch of decisions yes, you are. that you probably like it just as a parent were like Yeah, did not think that uh I'd be having to go through all this. And this ain't Will Smith and Jada's Pinkett Smith who know the ins and outs of Hollywood and have access to yes. all this money
3: and influence. Yes. And, and, you and, know. And, and they already know what directors to work with, what directors not to work yeah. with. I mean, because they've been doing this shit for years and and they got enough money, but like, fuck it, we make our own movie. You know mm. what I'm saying? They mm. Like, they had that status, but the average person is not.
2: Yeah. And you have to have a lot of trust at some point because you got to find someone you can trust, whether it be an agent, whether it be a director, whether you have to find somebody you can go, listen. This is not my field of expertise. What I do know is that I love my daughter and I will kill you if something happens to her. I know it's So, so so what I need you to do is help me to navigate this so that my daughter can grow up to be a healthy fucking person and not be destroyed by this evil ass Hollywood monster. That's a lot of trust you got to put in somebody, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, and, and, and for better or worse, even if you do all that shit, right, you can still get hit up on Twitter by the onion what a joke about you being a cunt now
3: yeah well she probably never got because from my understanding her parents monitor her twitter account
2: yeah and you know I, i and like i said here's here's the thing we talked about hero worship we talked about people uh you know how much this means to people how much it particularly means to a lot of black people you know this is the same oscars where we celebrate denzel and holly we can't take that back Nope. You know what I mean? You can't say, well, well, we didn't know. No, you fucking knew that ain't changed in, in a couple of years. Ain't that the truth. So, uh, so, it's, so, so basically you can't run from the idea that you might get backlash for calling out a little girl in a joke and calling her a cunt. Now, for the record, the joke seemed to be able to have some depth, seemed like it could have been clever uh you know i heard all kinds of excuses and defenses for it i heard well it's the onion and that's what they do uh but you know because i'm tweeting about this as i'm reading it like matter of fact when i saw the tweet i retweeted it and was like "Uh uh-oh because it felt like a comedian that's bombing okay like you ever see a comedian and they say a joke and you like that's that one, not gonna go over well. That ain't the joke to make over Ooh, here, bro. It is you not. Know? It's it, like a white comedian saying the n word at a black at, on a deaf comedy jam, and you are just like, oh no, oh oh no, <laughs> like, oh no, you don't, you don't do that over here. And,
3: and, and my thing is that, uh yes, this is onion. Yes, this is what they do. But the the part about it is that uh people have a right to get angry if they choose to be angry. Just like people have a right to. Uh, uh, get angry about uh him making jokes about boobs and all that stuff like they have a right to get angry and when you do this and you're as big as the onion you got to deal with the backlash like you can't say shit and not expect any backlash Now, that, that's the problem that I had was that people go no you're not supposed to say shit fuck you if I, if I want to voice my opinion about it I got the right to voice my exactly. opinion about it regardless if I agree with you or not regardless if I agree with your joke or not that's kind of the one thing I do like about America is that you can say really what the fuck you want to say but on the same hand you got to deal with the consequences and the repercussions of saying stupid shit at the wrong times
2: yeah you don't and you're not exempt from other people being angry no you're not you know and i think a lot of comics want that like a lot of comedians want that and that's what they argue for and that's the dumb argument to make the argument is i made this joke i believed in it and i stood by it and if people got offended, that's just part of the joke. And I'm sorry. Like yes. they just got to deal with being offended. Yes. That's not what the onion did. That's not what the people defending the onion did and fuck them and fuck those people. Because honestly, man, it's it, it like like I said, I didn't find a joke to be some ridiculous like, oh, my God. No, like when I read it, I was just like wrong place wrong time because i get what your joke is she's obviously not a cunt she's adorable we love her you know some people try to take it a deeper level and talk about like well it's, it's talking about the same thing that hollywood does to our female celebrities and they're ironically doing it and on some hipster type shit yeah 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 that's cool um here's the problem they deleted the tweet in an hour they issued an apology why the fuck you defending somebody that's running and actively telling you no? I fucked yeah, up. Yeah,
3: and 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 the, and the thing about it is is that the way our society is, there are some people that don't have a goddamn funny bone in their body. I mean, they just well, hold don't. on,
2: hold on, don't get to that yet. Okay. We're gonna get to that. We're okay, to that. but let's talk about let's just talk about this the the fact that the onion their part in this right okay they it, they they put this joke out there yes they deleted it all the other jokes they had that night had like links to them articles like planning behind them mm-hmm. this was a random tweet calling okay. the girl a cunt or something like that um so
3: it wasn't one of the ones but they actually put some thought process behind it right right okay. right
2: it does seemed like to me what a lot of people trolling the internet do where it's just like you know uh uh, this, uh, Bob Johnson is a nigger or something like that, and everybody's like, "What? Bob Johnson is a nigger? You can't say nigger." Lisa Lampinelli, to me, that's how that felt. Where yeah. like when Lisa Lampinelli last week tweeted something about, "I'm with my nigger Lena Dunham," and Lena Dunham had an issue like, "Hey, I'm not cool with that. I don't say that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I don't know what Lisa was She was to forced do. to respond you're not well yeah because you almost you have to distance yes. yourself from that shit you can't be like no oh oh that's funny ha ha retweet you can't you mm-hmm. know you knew that she was fishing that and she, and lisa Lampanelli was fishing for a response she was yes. fishing for people to be outraged because yes, she don't give a fuck yeah because she's actually not that funny you know that's how what she has is outrage and edginess Um, and so people were trying to say that about the onion, but the thing is with the onion, they do have a lot of thoughtful jokes. They do have a lot of commentary. They have articles written behind that shit. They are not just some fucking frat dude throwing out jokes and using words like cunt nigger and getting laughs. That's actually not what they do. So when people defend them as this is what they do, that's actually not true. You know that this was a different type of thing. They put out a tweet that they thought would be funny in the moment about calling a little girl a cunt. And they thought that we'd all get the joke because she's not a cunt. That's the joke. It's not deep. Yeah, There's a lot of, you know, uh, Elon was calling it hack even. And I think it's hack. I don't laugh. I don't normally don't laugh at hack comedy. Um, I'll laugh at something awkward. I'll even laugh at cringe humor. I will laugh at you bombing, which is actually what I laughed at the first time I saw. I actually laughed at people responding to the onions tweet more, More than, than the, the onion yes. Not even jokes, but people being legit mad. Like, what the fuck? I'll be like, oh my god, this is bombing so bad. Every and it was just spreading like wildfire. It was like one in the morning. My timeline is blowing up. I'm still waiting for the file to upload on Potomatic. So <laughs> I'm just reading this shit like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. I'm going through my thought process like on the spot. Like, uh, and people are telling me shit. Well, I'm like, whoa, I can't believe they did that. Hey, man, that's what they do really that's that's what the onion does uh yeah man do all time i was like i guess i don't fuck with the onion i don't know yeah
3: i I don't fuck with him either and i guess i guess the onion didn't realize i mean the onion was like yeah we know black people out here but we didn't know they had a whole section called black twitter and a lot of them ran over there was like hey we black we twitter you gonna hear about us
2: yeah so that was part of it um and then also um you know because people are giving me one person told me uh haven't we called our own kids worse than that and i was like what who (laughs) what's worse than that who does that and who the fuck kids are you around and stop being around them." and this dude later said he works with kids as part of his job he's like well you know i call him that or i think that man but i still do the best job in placing them in a home i'm like Nigga, you should not be around children if you are using any of this abusive or derogatory language, language towards a child. Fucking period. Like, what the fuck do you think? This isn't normal and this ain't cool. Like, there's nothing, like, and it's not funny either to literally toss some kid a cunt or some shit to their face like that. Um, even in the auspices of Twitter, it's a fucking, uh, you see it's causing a fucking stir you say worse shit to kids in real life and you work with them like i don't know yeah, about this bro yeah
3: it's something it's something wrong with the way you process this
2: right yeah but this is the kind of shit people were saying to me you know and it's like you know people being extreme and stuff of course you know uh, alluding to what you said earlier there are your people that are like uh this is can never be funny you know uh there's a lot of people that cunt, is their just their trigger word by the way, I have no idea how this becomes a trigger word. Me either. This is a word I didn't even know existed till I started watching Deadwood when it was on HBO. Um And honestly, I've seen it used in stand-up, all this shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know it was somebody's trigger word Me either. and like, never even thought yeah, that I, I, it would be offensive to i
3: I've heard comedians, anyone. uh white female comedians call themselves cunts and... And do say cunt. So it's one yeah. of the things where I don't know if that was because I don't know. I guess we didn't really say cunt. We said coochie, vagina. We didn't really use cunt. So it's one of the things where it, it's not in my background yeah. to uh, be offended or find it offensive like that. And the
2: thing is, I, um, the way I'm looking at it is one, obviously it's part of my privilege and all this shit that I don't, I'm not offended by the word. True. But, um, two, um, People got privilege in America. People, it's, it's nothing they can do. And I'm not exactly sure why people get mad about being cunts, uh, being called cunts uh why it's more worse than other shit you know because i hear like well you're talking about somebody's body part and using a female body part to talk bad about you know a woman or a man and that's bad it's like calling someone a pussy it's like yeah well you call people dicks and assholes And those are also yeah those are also body parts not even bitches and hoes karen that's completely different oh my i'm saying you can call somebody a dick or you can call somebody an asshole or you can call whatever and somehow that's fine because that's a man and then the rules that you set up in your world that's acceptable because the power dynamics I'm saying not everyone subscribes to those same power no, dynamics. No,
3: everybody has their own boundaries. Everybody sets their own... Yes. And and I, and I think that's the thing that upsets me. Everybody sets their own rules and regulations to what is funny, what is not funny, what's their trigger words, what's going to piss them off, what's going to make them angry, what what is funny and not funny. They, but I want everybody to know these are your rules and your regulations, not mine. I don't have to subscribe to them. So when I come out and say these things and... It's not what you make consider politically correct. All of a sudden, they're issues.
2: Yeah, and a lot of uh, the people like that I started noticing would be the most vocal about this stuff are the people that are like, cunt is never funny, and you're going to call a little girl a cunt? And it's like, okay, um, all right. You know that you can't call little girl to cunt, but at the same time, time, where are you guys drawing the line? Because like, you didn't say you can't call uh like if she was 20 would you be okay with you calling her cunt because i don't think you would be if she was 60 i'm pretty sure that wouldn't be cool if she was dead i'm pretty sure you wouldn't be cool with that be honest you're not cool with this word there's no situation where you're gonna be okay with it you know even when a comedian sets it up and frames it perfectly in stand up you're still not gonna laugh because you have decided that this word is offensive under all circumstances it should not be used and i feel like you gotta actually admit to that and own up to that shit you know um, and to me, what some people are being like, well, if they wouldn't use that word, I think no matter what they use sentiment being the same, same people should have and would have been pissed off. And I believe that's true. If you want to say what a bitch about that girl, be like you call a nine year old girl a bitch, yep. ho, whatever These negative thing you have you to, to say, to say. <laughs> it's not the fucking night to do it. It's just not going to happen. Of all nights, you pick the worst night. You know what I mean? When yes, I saw it, that shit, I was like, yeah, dog, that um that that the way that we almost made it through Black History Month.
3: And the thing is this, if you would have said it the day before or the day after, you probably wouldn't have got the same response, but the for the fact that you picked the night that all cameras was on this little girl, everybody's right. watching her, everybody's, you know, into it. You know, because the Oscar is a big deal to a lot of people. And she's a black girl. Yes, and you have a lot of black people, probably the only reason why they got their mama, call their grandmama, their aunt, and everybody sitting in the front room watching it, who probably don't really give a fuck about it. All they know all they heard was a nine year old girl was up there. Like the Gabby situation. All they heard was was a black girl was right. was was, was, was out is the there same, jumping around. This is the same so country. they like, Why the fuck are we talk about a hell? We this is stupid, and that's kind of the response that you, that you got, because in their mind, they're going, she represents me, she represents my daughter, my child, my grandbaby, or whatever it is, this is the, and for a lot of people, this was the only time that they were going to watch, so to
2: them, they're like, I don't care if this is what the fuck you do, you don't do this while I'm watching. It's not even that it's the only time they're going to watch. It's just that this means something to them. Yes, it does. You know, they are rooting for this little black girl and you can't separate that. And there is a distinction because some people are like, uh, actually, a woman, actually, uh, the next day and a few people like, well, I don't see it as racial. And when that first happened, I was like, I guess it's not racial. I mean, I gay game referred to a race. And then, you know, like the more I thought about it, I was like, but hold up. This shit don't ever happen the other way. It's definitely a it one. You know what I'm saying? Or a sit one is definitely a sit one. Like if that shit was somebody uh some other race, I don't think that joke even gets made. Like, you know, to to a certain extent, you True. know? I I just think that we've had other female stars and children and shit that have gotten a claim and you just don't see this. Molly Cyrus is a cunt. You don't see that in 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 any of this uh you know on the onion or whatever, you just don't see those jokes uh uh floating around uh, you know that that we're gonna go after her like that, you know um so yeah I think there is something to it. I don't think it's this uh pervasive like on the nose racism, but it is one of those like I see a trend, and one of these things does not belong, right, true. so I think there is a racial aspect to it if it's it might not be racist, true necessarily, but yes. it's something. It put it like this. I don't, I might not I might take textbook calling racist. That shit's something. I know that much, right? So that you, you felt like she was not, uh, above being, uh, part of the butt of this or part of this joke. Um, talking about some cunt and all that shit. So, okay, cool. Um, and like I said, when they made the joke, I was like, well, if they don't apologize or take that down, I'm gonna be surprised. Honestly. Cause people got mad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they did delete it. When I woke up the next morning, they had deleted the tweet. Um they hadn't issued an apology yet, and people like telling me the tweet is gone, the tweet is gone. And I was like, Oh, fuck that. I'm going in. You can't defend that. Like, no, nobody gets to defend it no more. When people run from shit that they have done, don't be the last nigga they're fighting for on their behalf. Get the fuck out of Dodge. When they've ran away from it. Yeah, because that to me is proof positive that it was a thoughtless joke. So at worst yeah. it was, you know what I mean? At best it was thoughtless. At best it was thoughtless. Because you took your shit down cuz you didn't believe in your fucking co- joke, you know? You didn't believe in what you said, so it's like, "Oh no, I uh, uh people are getting mad. I got to take it back." Uh please don't, you know, they took their contact information down from their website.
3: Yeah, and it was one of those things where they did not expect the backlash. Like honestly, yeah. I think once they got that backlash, they go, "Oh shit. We have offended people, yeah. And this is one of those things where they go, yeah, we offended people before, but they was like, shit, these motherfuckers shut our shit down. They are hot at us.
2: Yeah, they issued their first apology ever. They got, I think a, uh, um, they got, I think they lost like a million followers on Twitter in a few days, by the way, which shit. is crazy if you you guys know Twitter. But um, you know, it was just one of those situations where they tuck tail and ran. And I saw a motherfucker still out here trying to defend it and rationalize it out and explain why it was OK. And the joke was, you know, it had a good premise. And it's like, how the fuck you going to defend a premise of somebody that's telling you actively we fucked up and shouldn't have even said that shit. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't think that uh, I would I don't I, I would never defend that. You know what I mean? So I just want to get that out the way early i ain't defending them niggas fuck them Mm -hmm. and fuck them forever dog that was a tasteless crash joke that you just threw out there on a fucking whim and it was supposed to be like hey y'all play with this wait a minute let's pretend it never happened you know apology or no apology i don't give a fuck uh and so a lot of people was like well if they apologize i need to be i don't give a fuck about your apology Mm -hmm. (laughs) fuck you like that's how i feel about this shit like Y'all fucked up. It's over when I don't care anymore. That's when it's over for me. Y'all gonna have to get be on like a 100 joke hit streak of nothing but funny shit before I even notice you again. And the thing is, and I, and I pondered this on Twitter too, I don't even know if black people could hurt them at the time. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Because it's like we're not really consuming anything of theirs. No. but I mean, I know they are, but most people, I know, no. But it was cool to see uh for once people that got mad about something like this were able to have some effect true you know what i mean like it's very rarely do you see this shit because you know a lot of these people that are boycotting this kind of shit especially the women that are like i'm a feminist and you can't say cut in america because like those people they almost have never have any impact on anything because true. all the shit they're mad at is shit they don't contribute to ain't that the truth so it's like how can you hurt, help or hurt them when you're you you only know if there exist existence to get mad at them right yep so um well mad mug says public apologies are bullshit i disagree um i do too i'm saying i, don't, I wouldn't accept it because fuck them i don't care but I, I think it does mean something when you apo- apologize in public i think it does because yeah because they had never apologized about any joke ever before and if you don't feel that some sort of impact then you'll never feel anything is impacted. That means something.
3: And public apologies do mean something because people are gonna be forever and put like this. It's people that make public apologies, people are still pissed. There's nothing you could do about this. Yeah. But the thing about public apologies, public apologies help the uh the your audience or whoever's angry at you move on. Regardless now, if they do or not is up to them. But at least you're saying, you know what? We fucked up. Here's an apology. And the reason why I think the you have to do a public apology in this situation, because with social media, it was public.
2: Yeah, well right. One, you did it in public, you apologize in public. Yes, you do. Number two, this and this is actually important, uh, P Funk is saying this in the chat and I'm glad she said it because this is one of my biggest like beats with everybody. Apologies are to the injured are necessary, but why are they apologizing to me? Because they actually did not injure Quadrine uh at all. That's not mm-hmm. really the problem. They injured everybody the that was rooting for her. They injured what she stood for on a platform that is all about what people stand for. We're rooting for these people's stories, not because we're rooting for these people. Uh, you know, uh, just because like, oh, it's Quad Rene. I know her from up the street. No, you're rooting for her because she represents a lot of shit, right? And that's kind of why they had to apologize because and that's why, um you know, it was more than just to her. They did apologize to her. But then they had to publicly come out and say, also, this represents everybody else that was pissed. It wasn't just yeah. her that was mad. She, matter of fact, I don't even know if she is mad. Her parents haven't said anything. I don't know if she yeah. said anything. She might not even fucking know about it. That's which right. Which would be just, if if that's true, man, that is a testament to some good ass fucking pa- parents. I'm, I'm saying her parents <laughs> was like, you ain't go here, shit. Yeah, if her parents were able to handle that shit, dog, that, man, motherfucking give them some props. Ain't that the them. truth. But, but like, uh, you know, their job out here is to protect this little girl. But what the real little girls of Twitter that night were the people that were upset because everybody has this little hopeful girl inside of them that was sitting up there supporting her and trying to be nice and and pull for her and y'all were the little girls that got called cut really it wasn't her it's everybody that was like look at her hair look at her dress she's fabulous she's so beautiful oh my god black excellence in the building y'all what y'all call her that was what happened Yeah,
3: and, and and the thing about it like and i agree with roger if you do some shit in public you've got to apologize in public i understand about her parents and all that stuff okay but you still got to do a public apology you can't dismiss that you cut did you cut a monkey in public and then be like you know what now i'm gonna apologize behind closed doors with well, that anger that those people have are not going to go away you still have right. to address that anger
2: yeah and i read their apology it says dear readers they put this on facebook by the way Uh, On behalf of The Onion, I offer my personal apology to Quan's Renee Wallace and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences for the tweet that was circulated last night during the Oscars. It was crude and offensive, not to mention inconsistent with The Onion's commitment to parody and satire, however, biting. No person should be subjected to such a senseless, humorless comment masquerading as satire. The tweet was taken down within an hour of publication. We have instituted a new and tighter Twitter, Twitter procedures to ensure that this kind of mistake does not occur again. In addition, we are taking immediate steps to discipline those individuals responsible. Miss Wallace, you are young and talented and deserve better. All of us at The Onion are deeply sorry. Sincerely, Steve Hanna, CEO of The Onion. Um. Yeah, that's cool. Like I said, they apologize, accepted or don't. They, you know, it wasn't one of those half ass. If you were offended, you stupid motherfuckers, you know, it was actually mm-hmm. seemed to be genuine. But, you know, it's in a situation where it's helping their brand to make this apology because they're leaking followers and support like a sieve. Um But don't ever don't ever take it for granted because people keep going like, well, it's easy to apologize. You have to. No, you fucking don't. don't. That's that's the thing people said, but I know you don't,
3: and yeah. I and I see people in the chat going, "It wasn't heartfelt." It doesn't matter if it was heartfelt or not. It's just the fact that the words have got to be said in yeah. order
2: for people to move if it on. Was, put it this way: if it was my joke and I believed in that shit, not only am I not taking it back, I ain't apologizing to nobody. Yeah,
3: yeah, you no. Know, I just
2: didn't make this crass ass no. joke. But if this was the kind of joke I made, I've called people all kinds of names on this show. And, uh, if, if, if I felt like I was justified, it was humor, it was full of humor and it was uh, funny to me. And I have reasoning behind my shit that I support. Yeah. All right, then good luck with that shit. So yeah,
3: you don't have to apologize. Yeah. Like, and like,
2: you know, I apologize to, uh, I apologize to patient C on here before, um, cause to Cloris, cause I said some shit that I was like, Oh no, that actually is not true. And I, I take it back and i meant my shit I, I it wasn't some like i'm under this pressure everybody's mad at me you know and i still mean fuck them other motherfuckers too by the way but still it, it like it's a public apology because i publicly said some shit and it's fucked up to be like well let me yeah. privately tell you my bad and then keep going on the air like ain't shit happened. like that's fucked up man
3: i think so too and 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 I, and I and like i said i'm the type of person if i if i fucked up and i did something wrong i don't have a with I'm sorry, and truthfully, I think I'm sorry has failed at a lot of motherfuckers' vocabulary. They fuck shit up, and they really need to apologize, to make amends, to move on. And my thing is this: they're a business, so guess what? It might not mean nothing to you, but when you lose a million followers, that's people are speaking and people are talking. And it's one of those things where you don't have that many followers. No, not not compared to the Onion. So you really don't have the repercussions and have to deal with the repercussions, of the consequences of saying what you, the things that you say. At such a level, and have to deal with the backlash. So, yeah, you shouldn't have to apologize. And this is the thing: if you choose not to,
2: yeah, all I'm saying. And they could have hit because a lot of these fucking comedians and a lot of these uh, white people that you know don't have to even don't even associate any idea of this little girl being a little girl because she's black and other. So to, to them it's just like, uh, another prop to use to make jokes, mm-hmm. um, which is the world that she's been inserted into for better or for worse. sure yes, um, if this shit happened to her seven years later in her life, um, she'll be 16 and even less people give a fuck. If it happened to her, uh, 15 years after this, uh even less people will give a fuck. Like that's kinda how that's the how fucked up this world is. But um they could have hit for the record. There's comedians yeah, and a lot of people do that. There's comedians that have their back. Like, you know, famous people that are like on some like this freedom of speech, y'all gotta deal with it. There's there were people that would have seriously been like, fuck them, you don't apologize, you're the onion and that means something. And when you issue your first apology ever in the history of your site Um, I think it does mean something. Now, it doesn't have to mean something to you, but that's the argument I would make for it does have a meaning to it. Problem is, I don't give a fuck. I didn't fuck with them before. I will never fuck with them. Um, so, fuck them. But, uh, yeah, it, it definitely meant something, though. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, cool. And, you and, know, and, and, it, and their it. fans are all on Facebook with these comments. And there's just so many people just, well, this is ridiculous. People are way too sensitive. I don't get it. Why is this a problem? You know, it, so if somebody says somebody is white, then is that going to be a problem? We're all racist. Like, just constantly. That's f- like almost 4,000 comments of just this bullshit you know just people coming through don't i take it back there's 7281 comments i'm looking at them all right and it's just a bunch of people saying that you know why are you being offended and you know let's get to that part you know let's talk about that offended shit um one you have the people that i don't fuck with which are the people that literally are offended by everything right
3: yes every motherfucking dang they upset you blink your eyes i'm offended you smack your lips i'm offended you're like you know what get a fucking life find some humor find something to joke at you you're a walking stress bubble because you never fucking laugh i can't deal with them people
2: yeah i think a lot of people are offense junkies and nobody talks about it but they are. i think it's an offshoot of anger junkies yes and people gotta start paying attention to that shit because i think a lot of people go from thing that they're offended about to the next thing they're offended about or angry about. And it is a thing for some people. And of course, some people are going to jump on this because it is social media. It is put out there to the world. You did this in a really big way on a really big platform where you have millions of people involved. There are going to be the offense junkies that, that just hop on, right? That's just part of it. Those people, of course, fuck them. I don't have time for that shit. You know, those people are just making everybody do everything in a way that they're okay with. Got it. Understood. Yeah. And
3: I don't, I don't, I don't have time for those people. And and I guess because I'm, I like to joke and laugh all the time. I pick up on people real quick that are like that and don't have sense of humor and stuff like that. And I just stay away. I don't have time for that.
2: Yeah. For, for every, and for everybody that is involved in this shit, look, those people are always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Those people are meaningless. That's not why they apologize. And I don't no. want y'all, like, I don't want not you, for those people. I don't want anybody to feel like, well, they apologize because there's this machine of like cause bullies that go around making everybody apologize and shit. It Those people are a constant and they don't really support anything. They just kind of, the only thing they support is their own brand and like making people do shit what you got to do is realize that the reason these motherfuckers apologize for the first time ever is for normal motherfuckers that were like uh what the fuck you say unfollow what uh what was this uh what what is this onion this ain't funny that's all so don't accept that like well they bullied them out of this that's what happened that's not what happened this time you know what i mean this time it was straight up a lot of people that normally would not give a fuck that she were like wouldn't. on this night you don't get to do this to this girl sorry you don't follow mean? <laughs> right that's what was happening that and that's what i saw in my time I, I seen motherfuckers that never tweet and get never be mad about anything tweeting like for the first time in weeks like motherfucker not nope the onion uh, uh-uh, done mm-hmm. delete wig snatch like all that shit and it's like mm, you don't never see that person man oh shit oh that goes a dude that you know it was now it, some people were getting ridiculous i had a few people hit me up like you got to end this rod it's like hey nigga calm down we're not <laughs> <laughs> radio Raheem didn't get shot now calm hold on now everybody <laughs> but but still you know i understood the point which is you know they were moved to anger and it's and that's the kind of shit that actually sticks is when people are moved to anger that never really even get involved in this shit
3: yes now so, when you
2: get them people moving you know something is wrong yeah I mean, and like i'm like a lot of y'all of shit one of the models of the show nothing's wrong it's funny that's true you know fuck some fuck some calls, bullies dog i i'm not a fan of the shit man and honestly, they drown themselves out when their whole timeline is cunt is never a funny word. And it's like, I don't know, man. I've seen cunt be pretty fucking funny. I have too. I've seen it be pretty fucking good. Like, I've seen a lot of shit be good. There's a lot. Of, well, we need to bury the N word. Well, it's back. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. Like, it's, you know, there's a lot of these people like this shit, man. So I'm, you know, I'm not supporting those people, but it's okay to be able to say, um, y'all don't get to do this and y'all knew what y'all were doing on this night and this is the consequences of it and like i said my main thing is i never saw with anybody running from some shit you said you can't you cannot duck what you fucking did man like that shit is rule number one of comedy if you thought about it and you crafted that shit and then you run from your own shit no respect that's that's scumbaggery dude like you gotta stick with your shit, man. So, you know the cause bullies, though. You're right. I saw them. Everybody saw them. Um, but the, but them motherfuckers I, I, I tweet about everything. Everything yeah. makes them mad. And then you got these other motherfuckers too that are like everybody's being too sensitive. And here's the thing. I I, w- I was thinking about this the other day. Um, and they're right about something. And and this is never said because I don't know if it's just politically correct or because. Nobody wants to tell somebody who's mad that they can't be mad, but, um, if there's a such thing as insensitivity, there's also a such thing as, uh, hypersensitivity. Yes. They, like, do you, if you have one, you had the other. And if I can tell, if I can tell someone they're being insensitive, then I also, by extension, uh, equal and opposite can tell somebody have been too sensitive and maybe it's not the most politically correct fucking thing to do but it's the goddamn truth hey, and Yes, we've all dealt with it and just because you're too politically correct to say it that's on you but we have all dealt with people where we're like motherfucker you too sensitive it's 630 in the morning when are you gonna take your nap ain't that the truth like you wake up mad like it's just you mad everything hurts you everything makes you cry how the fuck are you living on this earth like, that kind of shit, it is too sensitive. And I do go, that's too sensitive. And I'm tired of motherfuckers acting like we can't say that. It's too goddamn sensitive, dog. You need to calm down. You yeah, will kill yourself fucking than, around.
3: Yeah, it's worse than a kid. You were like, damn, do I need to pull up my violin for you? Calm down.
2: Yeah, it's too much, dog. And I see it all the time. It is draining me. It Like, honestly, the shit was draining me. I remember looking at my timeline on Twitter one day, and a couple people were just going in about something. I was like, Do y'all niggas like eat breakfast before you do this? Like drink coffee yeah are you on the toilet like literally doing your morning uh you know stretches yeah like (laughs) what are you doing dog like are you like jogging and tweeting in your hand like oh just woke up time to do this thing and also uh i heard this thing and i'm mad again it's like y'all mad all the time ain't all the time yeah you hurt all the time you know that's all the time you you need to go
3: to the doctor and get that shit fixed
2: you know the other thing too um i wanted to bring up is this shit is so much bigger than uh, a little girl. Mm-hmm. So much bigger than a war show. Because people still talking about this shit. This happened on Sunday. It's Thursday. I saw a bunch of like white feminists don't step up for black feminists in this time. And it seems like I guess feminism is designed. Does I guess is now defined by you got to be against anyone calling a woman a cunt. So uh, good luck with that one. I know it's so. You know, because
3: um, the thing about the definition of feminist is almost like people are get offended. It's different. It's, it's all people's own personal definition of it because, yeah. you know, there are people when you think of feminists, they think of, of white women and only white women could be feminists. And you have people that's feminists, they go, well, only, uh, you know, I'm looking at feminism from a black perspective only. You know, when you think about feminism, you know, you have people that like, I'm a mother, I fuck my husband, I, I have children, I'm happy, but I believe in women's rights. And for a lot of feminists, you're not a feminist, but they are feminists because they like, I choose to be married, I choose to suck and fuck a dick, but you also have the right to have an abortion if you want it. You also got the right to drive and vote and do all this other shit. You know, and it, and it doesn't mean just because I'm a feminist, a lot of people associate being gay with feminism. If you're a feminist, you you automatically are gay and stuff like that. And that's not so. And it's a thing where it's like, y'all are supposed to be for the same cause, but we, but y'all fighting over stupid shit, which means you, you're not dividing and conquering anything like that
2: yeah and and plus I don't believe in the uh two bob establishment like that dog I don't believe that white <laughs> I don't believe in white people to that level where they need to be so concerned with everybody else's fucking problems uh I think everybody pretty much is doing the best they can for themselves and fuck everybody else. I feel like that's pretty much the truth, so you can't really sit up there and try to flip it on some like well, I was aggrieved today, and white people didn't care white people didn't care yesterday and they don't care the other day and if you keep caring about they shit that's why the fuck you mad because you've been putting so much effort into their fights you know who that cunt fight is that is a white fight that is a white woman word ain't no niggas in the hood calling women cunt ain't no black That is not a black word i didn't experience this word until i met white
3: people me either i have no idea that was you know and then i figured out it was a cunt from like listening to like uh you know white podcasts and things yeah. like that i was like oh that's what cunt because like i say we didn't call each other cunts you were called a pussy you were called
2: other things but you weren't called a cunt yeah that is some white shit and y'all got tricked into thinking y'all got white equality or some shit and now you mad because they didn't get mad about kwan's renee wallace getting called a cunt They don't really care. That's when white people are called a cunt that they care. It's like, you can't shut a white woman up with this word. That shit don't apply to y'all. It's not the same fight. It's the same as those brothers that try to be like, well, the man is king of the castle and all this shit, and it's just like the Bible. Man, when they was reading that shit, they was not talking about us. Ain't that the truth. Brown people and colored people was not considered a part of that category. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if y'all feel like that's, I don't know, taking some type of equality or some shit. Man, I don't give a fuck about them words, period never will like you call as many people cunts as you want call as many people nigga as you want i don't give a fuck about that shit it's straight up ridiculous dog so y'all gotta calm down with that man it's like i felt like they like a lot of people felt betrayed because they support all these movements that aren't really about them uh, yeah you know like they don't get they don't they don't care like they don't they literally don't care about you so it's not like they're sitting around going like Oh, let's go check on what made the black women mad last night. They don't care. They look at you like, uh, you look at an animal in a safari like, mm, oh, that's an interesting scientific experience. We better not go over there. That's it, man. So I, like, seeing people, seeing black women get mad about cunt is just so weird to me because it's like, oh, come on. Really? Come on, man. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know that I don't think there's a right answer. I don't think there's a solution. I just think it's a negative thing. And I want to talk about some of the shit that people don't want to talk about, you know. Um. Oh, and shout out to the extremists, by the way. I forgot about the other extremists, the people that want to defend a joke. That's not funny. And the other and the person who made it ran from. Yes. Come on, dog come on dog i know you won't be edgy i know you won't be funny you know some people are like uh you know actually i saw Scott Finger make this joke and a lot of people been making it it's like well can't a look we're gonna act like a little kid can't be a cunt it's like that's not the joke actually if that was true the premise of the joke would be flawed so that's actually not what they're saying if they're not trying to say this is a real thing isn't that funny they're saying isn't it ironic because she is so not one far from it so yeah i don't you know i don't i'm i'm I absolutely am not gonna sit up here and defend that joke and i like people that are defending it should be a fucking shame to themselves really like what do you hate black women that much that you need to not be on their side no matter what so that's so this situation you need to find a way to not have their back is that what you think so much like To me, that's what it felt like a lot of people were reaching to find a way to not have black women's back. Like what black women mad about today? Well, I don't support that shit. You know, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Just be able to say like, uh, yeah, dog, um, y'all mad and I get it. That's all I'm saying. Yep. yep. I'm not even going to lie and be like, I'm so mad. I
3: just get it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah." And, And I understand. And the thing about it is when you say you understand people act like there's something wrong with you. Understanding. There's nothing yeah. wrong with you understanding why somebody is angry. I may or may not agree with you, but I do understand and I do comprehend and I don't dismiss your anger. That's where a lot of issues come from.
2: Yeah, like when people be like, well, why are they still mad? It's four days later because for four days, imagine you were mad about anything. Let's say you were only going to be mad for 20 minutes, right? About anything in the world. You pick it. Cadova mm-hmm. uh, didn't do your order right. Whatever. <laughs> if I am just spending the next four days asking you why you mad about Cadova. You are going to lose your fucking shit four days later, and it makes sense because you're never going to get that. You know what? I understand where you're coming from, and I get it. That's all people want to hear. That's all they want to hear. All. Nobody wanted like, did th- you, did you
3: understand what anger
2: coming from? Right, I done started a four day battle. Now we got even white people now trying to get in and write these papers about why they, you know, they understand finally that privilege is too much. I was like, Oh no, I don't care about this shit. <laughs> like <laughs> really, really, uh, y- you had a, uh, maybe a 24 hour window to get your shit right. You know, if I can figure it, look, I ain't no shit about the Onion on Sunday, really. Mm-mm. Like, I haven't followed them any, since I since uh, way young. Wait, so when I was like a intern was the last time I read the Onion online. If I can figure this shit out in uh the the whatever the ten hours between and eight of those hours was sleep, I could wake up the next morning and be like, oh no no, black women right? That's it. Yo, ass can figure it out too.
3: Yeah, it's not that complex and it's not that hard. Not, and I and I think. Uh, for me, I know how I can get, so, uh, I'm glad I got the voice of my opinion. Uh, I mean, not my opinion, uh, what happened when I was at Mm Cadobas, and as far as I'm concerned, after that, I was good.
2: Yeah. Two, and two more things I want to throw in there. Um, because, uh, this is a part of the, part of the, uh, issue too. When's the last time we've had someone this young be so high profile at the Oscars? and years. this is why it's gonna matter I'll, I'll say that in a second but um somebody sent me this um justin henry eight years old for kramer versus kramer 1979 jackie cooper skippy nine years old 1979 uh or 1931 1931, 1931 mary 31 wow yeah, mary badham 10 years old to kill a mockingbird uh 1960 or 1962 1962 uh 10 year old in little miss sunshine 2006 oh shit 2006 uh tatum o'neill 1973 10 years old for paper moon quinn cummins goodbye girl 1977 so the closest we had to this was little miss sunshine 2006 oscars do you know how far social media has come in seven years uh, whew, there it, was no twitter seven years ago people no, weren't on facebook but, like that people mm-hmm. probably might have been doing maybe myspace but you don't live tweet shit on myspace no you don't we are now at a point where there's so many people tweeting where it's like what 40 i think i said what four hundred thousand tweets a minute or some shit for the it was something ridiculous i forget what the number was I it was very high it was something ridiculous and all these people are tying their brands to their Twitter mm-hmm. and they're becoming more and more edgy to try to get attention. True. So you have people doing shit like this because that tweet was not preplanned. There was no link. That was simply a, hey, check this out. This will get us some attention. This will get us some retweets. They didn't see it get, doing a backlash, but they thought that it would get a couple LOLs, some retweets, some the onion is crazy. Oh, my God. Well, y'all crazy for this one. They thought they were going to get that mm-hmm. because it, the other shit that night probably wasn't even hitting Mm-mm. when it was like, uh, you know, um, uh I don't want to take it so i just say the woman who won best actress it was like uh she beat out uh she beat up a nine-year-old to get the the best actress and everybody was like ha 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 but no we're not retweeting nobody Mm -mm, cares mm -mm. call somebody a cunt now you got everybody's attention right you do this has society having this tool of social media has fundamentally changed the way we view events even the outrage Partially fueled by this because there's also people that are doing that whole outrage thing that genuinely are going to, oh, not genuinely, disingenuously are using it and are going to get more followers, gonna get people to reblog their shit. Mm -hmm. They're gonna get people to support their brand. They're gonna try to use it to get their name. They're gonna get on TV. They like, there are people, like, there's such an industry around this, these live events now and just the idea of giving your opinion. And having the most controversial opinion, that you're gonna have people just start pop up retweeting everything. You know, uh, pretty much if you, anything you sent that was dissing the onion to people that night was getting retweeted.
3: True, true, and, and sometimes even companies and businesses and things like that they understand, but sometimes they
2: underestimate
3: the power and not only power but the quickness on how fast shit spreads.
2: Yeah, it's not even about underestimating it. They just thought it would spread the good way. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay,
3: okay, okay, I'm with you now. They were
2: hoping that it would spread the good way where people go, well, it's controversial, but I liked it and I laughed. That's what they were hoping for.
3: But instead, it went the other way.
2: Yeah, it's changed. It is little. We have changed as far as what we have access to and the ability to get our thoughts out there. And that's part of this issue, too. I don't think this shit is for kids anymore. Like, I don't think it ever really was. But I really don't think that we can even have kids because some people were trying to make the argument, well, look, man, it's the Oscars, it's for everybody. Uh I don't even see a problem with a little kid going to that shit. And I was like, I'll actually now that I think about it, I might have if it was my daughter, I might have had to do it via satellite if she won. Look, like honestly, I'm not even trying to be a dick and I'm not blaming her parents. This is something that I thought of only because this happened. I would not have been thinking like this Saturday. But when the shit happened on Sunday, I immediately go into, huh, how do I protect my beautiful daughter from these crazy white ass motherfuckers? Um, the first thing I'm thinking is, um via satellite maybe we walk the red carpet then i say baby get back in the limo we going home <laughs> ain't that the truth these motherfuckers can't handle it they don't know how to play they play too rough they don't understand the responsibility because it's not their kid yeah so you they don't give a fuck seth me still gotta make these jokes yes, the onion so. still gotta make these jokes mm-hmm. they already got the shit a team of writers writing it yep
3: they're, they're at the expense of your child and they don't care
2: about your child yeah they don't give a fuck man like so it's an I think it's re- like, it's dangerous to to think that they would.
3: Yeah. And why should they? And I'm not whole and I'm not uh, beholding them or beholding my child above anybody else's child. When it comes to that, it's one of the things where as a parent, that those are your personal decisions.
2: Yeah. I would, I would not have my child around these motherfuckers. I don't trust them. I don't trust the industry and it's fucked up that like, I think it's more fucked up that she would have to learn this way you know what i mean like and and the thing is um they they could have still made the jokes and all that shit without her being there well maybe not the one about they might not have made some of the jokes but the point being whether they made the jokes or not i would wanted to make a statement like uh yeah she can't be around these motherfuckers y'all crazy y'all y'all crazy dog y'all can't handle it it's not for her protection she's better than y'all and y'all don't get to be around her company because something is wrong with y'all motherfuckers sorry you know what i mean because they were proving it every fucking time this there's so much about themselves and their brands and there's this and there's that they don't care about no fucking little kid being there they care about their shit that's all they care about mm-hmm. It's seth mcfarlane promoting his edgy humor it's the onion doing their shit nobody's sitting around here caring about this little girl so mm-hmm. it's up to everybody else to be like all right man um this my daughter and y'all make these jokes about each other, but this shit ain't turning into no roast at my daughter's expense. I'll knock somebody the fuck out and that'll be the end of it. Yeah.
3: You know? So, yeah. And, and that's why I don't have no children because see, some, okay, baby, that's what you won't do. They'll be like, um, why every time you come here, your mama is back there munching on chips because I want to see what the fuck y'all do with my yeah. daughter.
2: Yeah. I remember that was one, uh, the one actress at shadow dog and her mom was on her like a hawk. And yes. I thought, you know what I was thinking? Good that's right like she didn't seem like she liked me that much and i was like good i do a cursing ass podcast i understand lady and i respect you i'm not a bad person but i get it i wouldn't want me around your kid doing my show period so it was, ain't that the truth so it didn't bother me at all you know what i mean so i don't i don't like i don't see anything wrong with being that type of parent and, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, everything works out good with her, man. I hope Hollywood doesn't treat her like so many of these other kids, man. And they just fucking trick out. Parents go crazy, kid go crazy, mm-hmm. you know, I really kid hope. Get hooked on drugs, start yeah. drinking, you
3: know, like, 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 and you've seen it happen before. Yeah.
2: And sometimes you can't get that high back from when you, where you started. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Cause now you got all the goodwill on your side, you haven't ever done anything bad, but maybe the next movie's not an Oscar winning movie, but you make a million dollars and everybody's like, uh, she's you know she ain't she ain't the new hotness. The new hotness coming next year or some shit. So
3: yeah, new hotness know, is this
2: brand new baby, y'all, fresh out the womb. Right, and you know with her parents and her not really having an acting background, you know you just hope they get with some good people because I just don't trust these motherfuckers, dog. Like maybe that makes me too cynical. Then maybe that's why I didn't get mad. But I feel like I'm a lot more realistic than everybody that thought that she was gonna get treated like a Disney princess. In a world where, uh, our women don't get treated like Disney princesses. Ain't that the truth? We got Carrie Washington. You can only have one at a time. I'm sorry. That's the rule for Hollywood. <laughs> you get one magical Negro per gender per year. And when they fall off, then they get, a, we get to select another one. Uh, and so it was just, it wasn't her fault, but scandal blew up and not enough people saw Beast of the Southern wild, man. So yep. That's all, yep. Yeah. She sorry. didn't get protected status, but yeah. I, it was just so much going and in all the conversations i heard they were shutting down it was like they had to pick a side so everybody just tried to be like uh well we you well cunt is never funny and you can't say that so we won't even have that discussion it's like well see i now you lost me because i know that that's a lie and you're only saying that so you won't offend some people and you won't get these cause bullies after you fuck them cause bullies they don't support you for anything dog do your shit be funny yep you know what I mean? So anyway, let me see. Make sure I got uh, got everything I want to say because I wrote a lot of shit down about this. Um, all right. Yeah, I think I pretty much got everything. Um, yeah, yeah. So, all right, cool. Cool, okay. man. Um, let's talk about some other shit. Apparently, Jesse Williams mm-hmm. is uh, an actor. He was in, um, what's the name of that shit? Uh, the Cabin in the Woods and uh he's also in like gray's anatomy or something mm-hmm. and uh he got his mandatory blackness assignment in just on time he did he wrote a long ass uh article <laughs> about django about <laughs> django uh noted mr williams you, you may keep that half of your blackness uh, that yes you can. had earlier so mm-hmm. he
3: didn't even know what assignment but yeah. he passed
2: the last possible day for everybody else uh, only 6 more hours left in this day um actually less than that less than that um um <laughs> this is funny today um my boy was you know i'm on a list of email uh, email list of my white friends
6: mm-hmm.
2: and i'm the only black person on there
3: <laughs> as
2: has been the case for for years. 10 years yeah for years well um one of my white friends uh like th- my white friends are all pretty much conservative republicans or not vocal about politics yeah so I'm not saying that all Republicans are conservative, but the ones that aren't don't ever fucking talk about politics. Uh, they they're just like,
3: nah. We come here to drink beer and have fun. And fuck all that sense.
2: No, nah, it's not that. They're scared. They're just scared. Ah, uh, okay. You know, because these motherfuckers gonna group up and argue them down, and you know, I ain't scared. Like. I feel like my role in the group is to be like not so fast white man, calm the fuck down. This is that this is the other side of that. You know, I do that a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I hate to be that guy, but these motherfuckers are soaked in privilege and don't realize it and I have to be around it and when I'm reading some shit about how we need to stop unemployment and shit, I have to remind them that motherfuckers pay into unemployment with their checks.
3: Yes they do now whether they
2: want to or not. Right. So um you know, so apparently one of my boys went in for a refinance on his house. hmm and he found out that uh, they fucked up the paperwork. And by fucked up, I mean lied. They, <gasps> what do you mean? They took his income and her income and went and got this loan, combined it, and then took his his name's not actually on the mortgage. You know, it's not it's on just the loan. Her name? It's just her name. But they counted both their incomes. Yeah, his it, and, and that's illegal, for one. Yes! And then uh, also, uh, it puts him in a bond because they're married. Only she owns the house. So it doesn't go to his credit. All these bills they've been paying. None of this shit. So he was like, uh, should I sue him? I think I've been a victim of predatory lending. And I said, um, remember six years ago? When y'all motherfuckers is ganging up on me trying and shouting me down, down when I said that the housing crisis was in part due to the fact that banks were doing predatory predatory lending mm. to a lot of uh, minorities, minorities and giving people houses they could not afford. And then when they couldn't make the payments, it wasn't that... They didn't have the, the balls to pay their bills. It was literally, they lied about how much money these people had yes. and these people don't know their paperwork. They don't have lawyers looking at this shit. They just trust the bank because, you know, someone's telling them you can get a house and it's only going to cost you $500 a month. And, uh, yeah. So when the pay, when the payments balloon up and all this shit happens and you can't afford it with a McDonald's job, your ass ends up broke and out of a house. And now people can't pay for these houses. And the bank uh, yeah. has already well, fucking sold the loan for this shit like 13 times. So it fucks up the economy. And they were like, no, people just need personal responsibility. You need to pay your bills. You made a promise. You need this. You did that. And it's like, um, so what ha- happened, white cubs? You, you knew what, everything. What did he have to say? Six years ago, you knew everything. They just egged me, but, Karen. But
3: when that shit happens to you, all of a sudden, do, uh, do i have the right to sue yeah. you know all of a sudden the attitude changes but does what happened to you happened to billions of under of uh,
2: uh, 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 people not to mention this let me just slap this in your face dog because they don't even understand they might have just forged the paperwork dude you might go home and your shit ain't on there because that's what they were doing to poor people that didn't fucking know any better they just forged the paperwork period oh, like they didn't even sign it Yeah, there were people that not even didn't sign it. It's like what you sign is not what was submitted. And what you and what you think you saw was not what was handed back to you. Oh,
3: so you signed one thing, but they took that shit was like, fuck that. This is what's really going on and submitted that paperwork.
2: When you fill out a loan or some shit, it's just like when you sign up for a fucking Hotmail account. You don't look at all the fuck who reads that shit. Raise your hand if you read the shit. I'll just that's, wait
3: that that shit is like magnifying glass small, you got to pull it out and 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 all that bullshit you got to comb i mean if that's the case you if you really wouldn't sign a goddamn thing if you really combed your eyes over the shit
2: that you signing yeah, so I, I i mean it's it's not even like I said, it's so much privilege that he thought they were so different from these other people. It's like mm-hmm. man, ain't no there's no privilege to this shit, dude, they will fucking look at you and go. A sucker is born every day and your ass in the same boat as Ray Ray and them that you hate and think are on Section 5 houses. Ain't that Section the truth. But, Jed, um, you
3: won't defend them because you never think it's going to happen to you.
2: Yeah, that's the big trick of America is convincing middle uh income white people that they are completely different from poor to middle income black folks.
3: And that's not the truth. And truthfully, it's funny though, cause we all on the same boat at the end of the day, but you can't see yourself on the same boat as, as people that are at this level. And the thing about it is that during the crisis, um, think the housing, housing crisis, they were also like, why don't y'all buy a house? I was like, who the fuck's going to buy a house when, but like this, I didn't, I don't know a lot about purchasing the home, but one thing I do know this when you no money down listen some bullshit i know that uh it takes weeks and months to finalize paperwork i can't sign paperwork in the next day moving to my house there's something wrong with that
2: yeah i, I I'm, I'm i don't care about that shit but i'm just saying in general uh, the day that your average white person wakes up and realizes that uh the Republicans that have all these talking points ain't talking about you. No, they're not. And it, the it, the fairness that they're talking about ain't, with ain't, rich people ain't really ain't for fairness you. for you.
3: No, it ain't. And it, honestly, they could care less about yeah. you as far as they're concerned. You just as brown as everybody else.
2: Yeah, that shit will change your fucking life. Honestly. Cause they like the second that you go. Dollars. Like like the second that uh you look around and go, But I don't care about gay marriage. I don't care about, uh, making people pray at schools. I don't even give a fuck about a millionaire having a 2% increase on their taxes. Um, yeah, this ain't got shit to do with me. You know what I mean? Like these people see me the same as they see everybody else that ain't got a lot of money. Uh, I'm not sure why I'm fighting this fight, but it's like, they've gotten people to hold on to that shit. Go back to roots. They got people to hold on to that shit where it's like, um you do understand that uh you white so we in the same boat it's like i'm in the same boat with you uh rich man it's like that's right you a white man just like me yay now get back to work nigger. you know what i mean that's how it is so
3: yeah and at the, and at the end of the day it really doesn't matter and it didn't change a lot of people's minds but i think when a lot of people lost their jobs yeah when the economy went sour It opened up a lot of people's eyes because you're under unemployment. And all of a sudden people go, hey, hey, you know, that. and here in North Carolina, hey, hey, you know that unemployment. We're about to cut that in in half now. And we want you to leave off of that. People say, hey, but I didn't do anything wrong to lose my job. I'm a hard worker. Well, fuck you. I understand you're drawing unemployment. We need to get our budget straight.
2: Yeah, money is the new race.
3: Yes, it is, and, and sometimes you can't get people to understand it. It's get to the point where your color, your skin, does not matter. It's it's, it's how much do your dollar bills sing, baby? And if they ain't singing, they not buying.
2: Yeah, it's, it's straight up. Money is the new race, and yes, that, it that's is the shit that 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 I see out here. So I, I don't really get into that, man. So, um, all right, let's see what else we got to talk about. Her. Um, Oh, Karen's poker face threw off the mentalist, uh, Eric Dubell. Yes, it did. Uh, he said uh, he, that first trick he tried to do, he couldn't finish it. And after this, after the show, he was bothered by that. <laughs> it, it messed him up, man. He didn't know what to say, man, because uh, your word was too good. And I think, you know, uh, Karen is horrible at this kind of stuff and you can't read a face uh because karen is literally just not thinking anything it's just, i'm not i hope he realized that karen's just looking at him like i don't want to let you down and make you look stupid by not being able to do this trick but she's not helping him at all you know <laughs> no i was not it she's wasn't not, no purpose she's not throwing any hints or clues and he tried to get guess what it was what was your word Karen?
3: oh and i'm not sure if i did the joke right it was gorilla
2: yeah yeah it, well see that's the thing you think there's a right way to do the joke oh you didn't fuck up. He just couldn't read you. Oh, You're too. Good girl. You Too good.
3: No, it's, it's no. It, you know, and it also uh, a lot of my straightness is in my face is like when I was younger, I used to play space and my uncle and them, and I used to uh, have facial emotions and all that stuff. And the niggas would cheat and all that shit based off of how I look. So I just I just learned how to just keep a very straight flat face.
2: Yeah, well, I, I mean, it didn't look like you were doing it on purpose. Yeah, it just, I wasn't. I mean, I don't think you were making a straight face really. It just, you just weren't any help. Just, he was, he was at a loss. Um, so I got some lighters the other day from the dollar store and I don't know that this is physically possible. Uh oh. But I feel like they have colder fire than regular lighters. I went to light some incense and it did, it took, it took longer to light up than normal um i don't i don't know if that's possible or not but i mean it looked the same but it's like i can't believe something from the dollar store would be as good as something not so uh-oh you know i'm assuming they
3: upgraded they.
2: what do you mean didn't upgrade i said
3: they upgraded
1: i
2: said they didn't upgrade today like got a, got a better quality no i'm saying these lighters took forever to light incense like the fire wasn't as hot as other fire from other lighters. So. Oh,
3: and that's probably a true statement.
2: Yeah. I wonder if that's a thing because it definitely was not like it was just enough to have the color of the fire, <laughs> no. <laughs> but not really a flame. Yeah. I turned up the little nozzle all the way so that the flame would go higher. Oh, you're talking about the one with the little handle. Yeah. And it didn't. So I, I, I think, uh,
3: yeah, you're going to sacrifice and go ahead and upgrade and buy the $6 ones. <laughs>
2: yeah. I had to get some better ones, but yeah, man, I, that was weird. Um, did you know there's horse meat in Ikea, uh, meatballs? Horse meat? Mm-hmm. Ikea, the furniture store, people buy food from there, and they discovered that the meatballs were made of horse. No, bet you nobody even knew. Uh, you can't be surprised at that. No, there's probably horse meat and a lot of shit we eat. We just don't know it. I'm, I'm saying you're eating meat from a furniture store, Karen. I just don't see how you can say you have high standards when you're eating meat from a fucking furniture store. Ain't that true. You know, I don't go to the car dealership for the buffet. This is, it makes, <laughs> you know, if I, like if I go to a strip club for a buffet and halfway through, that's like, oh, that's imitation crab. I'm not going to be like, what? You lied. <laughs> like, this is not the place for food, man. You're in a fucking yeah. furniture store, you know, buying fucking end tables and meatballs. Uh You might be surprised when you get home and, you know, the the end table isn't made of uh, actual oak and the fucking meatballs are made of horse. Ain't <laughs> that the truth? No fucking excuse for that shit, man. And slaves actually put it together. Come on, dog. Exactly. Speaking of slaveries, um, I was thinking about the Germans. You know how they tried to kill all the Jews? Mm-hmm. And I was watching Roots this year. And, you know, when you start watching Roots, you start thinking about how, like, that shit wasn't that long ago.
3: It's not. I don't know why people act shocked and surprised.
2: Like, black people have made a amazing strides in America, considering. Mm-hmm. Right? But um, I was like, you know, what is it about the Germans that we all, when we see Germans in video games, always the bad guys and all these documentaries about how evil they were and we're going to destroy them. Technically, Germany is like that dude that shows up to the party right when everybody's ready to go home that's it they were just late to the oppression game man Ah. like they just they 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 came through and it's like hey what's up dog we we y'all still oppressing niggas or no no that's out well i guess i'll take off my um you know i guess i'll take off my backwards overalls that's out of style now yes it is like that's how like they just got caught coming late man like they they were hey, dog. We we killing these Jews in and there. And America's like, whoa, we not doing that no more. Hold mm-hmm. up, can't be killing folks. Like, but y'all niggas just had slavery and segregation. It's like, well, we well that's different. You don't care nothing about that. Let, Mind let, your fucking business. Let our country beat our own niggers. You we we don't care about what happens over there in your land. Yeah, you know that's the problem with you Germans. Uh, you guys got to get with the times. Like yesterday, I saw footage of y'all lynching black people. It's like that is old. Okay, stop bringing up old shit. You need to get these Jews and, and treat them equally and stop fucking with yes, them. Yes, come sleep. on, niggas. We know that you have your own separate infa- infa- infantry and we
3: can't fight beside you. But, you know, or, oh, 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 you know, even better, let's send you over there because we don't want to feel like fighting.
2: Say who over there? The niggas. Oh, yeah. The slaves? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they like, sent
3: them over there because they were like, like you all know, right, mm,
2: you're done slaving. Just in time to go. Get we we give you your freedoms if you go over there and fight this world for us. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that, man. They just were, um oppression was out of style it was out of season right when they got to the oppression party They was oh, poor they would have just Fashion been
3: season change they came yeah. in and they fur coat. oh we ain't wearing fur no more what what you mean though
2: a couple of decades earlier would have been fine they would have been just they'd fit right in yeah they would have been high five in america like oh you got the middle passage we got auschwitz what's up dog but uh want to swap some notes yeah but they was late to the party mm-hmm. and uh that's the only thing people cared about it just wasn't fashionable you know, uh, uh, another thing I was listening to the Five Star podcast today, my my favorite podcast. D- funny. And they were talking about women's feet, <laughs> and uh, I don't, I don't really have any type of foot fetish or anything like that. I'm just, you know, but I don't have any disdain for feet either. Like I don't even understand how people get a disdain for for feet, right? Like, so woman's feet, it's not some big ass niggas feet on you or some shit, <laughs> right? Why would that be a problem? Um uh K. Bad said that he liked him a good foot, and it seemed like he was willing to go on about it. But Tone got all squeamish and cut him off.
3: Why? What's What's wrong with my feet? And, and you know, I I don't I don't know what it is. And and, and even with the football, when you had the coach of the Jets, that was like. His woman does like the foot fetish and they joked on him and shit like that. And my thing is that if that's what people like. That's just what people like. And, you know, some people like pretty feet. And a lot of women go through a lot of trouble to keep their feet pretty because some dudes are to the point where I, I ain't going to fuck you. If your feet fucked up, I like, guess some dudes that I really like that. Like, let me look at your feet, girl.
2: Yeah, but here's a, like I get being attracted to feet like you're attracted to anything on a woman. I get it. There's no part of a woman that I can't see somebody being attracted to. I don't get being repulsed by the very idea of just a foot on on, on a woman. Just the fact that she doesn't matter. He's like, put the, some, put some, some socks on. I don't know if he just messing with him with rough feet. I don't know how tone gets down. Ah. It's not an indictment, but he, it sounded like he was like, even if you got pretty feet, put some fucking socks on. I don't want to see them shit. They pigs, you know, get them out of here. Um uh, he just disgusted by toes. And I think that there's a lot of men like K-Bad. They actually are in the feet, but they had to keep it on the, on the low because, you know, uh they're getting shamed.
3: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with liking feet because uh, I go through a lot of trouble to keep my feet pretty. Like, I get pedicures, get the, the, the skin off your feet and shit like that. I got all 10 of my toes.
2: Yes, that's a, you know, um, and stuff like that. Maybe somebody's into 9 toe women. I don't I, know. I've seen them before. I've, I have really seen 9 toe women. Yeah, know? no, I'm saying I don't know who's into it, but somebody might be
3: into it. It might be. And it's one of those things where, I don't know, it's a part of the human body. And I'm a type of person, I hate fucking socks and shoes on. I wear them because I have to.
2: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of men out there that are homosexuals, man. And,
5: <laughs> and they keep
2: getting ashamed, shamed in public by people like Tom. My man uh, Rick uh he got shamed when he was on filling the lanes he brought up some feet and everybody shamed his homosexuality and tried to make him feel like you know he he was less of a man and some type of evil perverted freak for liking a woman's foot you know i don't know what they think you're doing with the foot yeah i'm assuming you're just maybe smelling them putting them in your mouth or something like they act like you're taking the foot and putting it in your ass or something like i'm pretty sure <laughs> pretty sure it's okay people um, and I thought you know I was like, no one really hates a woman's feet like that's ridiculous, and I think tone t k o duff protest too much. I think he's on the down toe, Karen <laughs> <laughs> mhm, he was too mad. he tried to change the subject too quickly Well, did, did this some a man traumatizing
3: happen to him or some shit?
2: I don't know what happened to him in his past, you know, with some some feet or whatever yeah, I think he's a foot freak. Like he's extra freaky. I think he's extra freaky with a foot. Karen. I
3: mean, if you don't the time, you done got a good pedicure. You got your toes painted.
2: You don't put some body butter on your feet. Your feet feeling soft. Come on, dog. I think he's even more into it than anybody else on the podcast, and that's why he was trying to get aggressive and change the topic as fast as possible. Not because he was disgusted, but because he was too in love with the feet, and he knew if he would have came out of the shoe closet, he would have had a problem. So he's like, no, I don't <laughs> want to be judged. I'm gonna keep my my keep my homosexuality on the down toe. You know, I think the same goes for men. that are scared of any part of a woman's body, man. They like it the most. They don't want to say it. They don't want to admit it. They think it makes less of a, less of a man. Gives his women too much, you know, too much power. Power, yeah. Maybe he had low toe testosterone. I don't know. <laughs> I guess so. might be suffering from low T, but I all I know is. uh I think tone is into them feats, man. And he trying to, he trying to cover it up. And, uh, you know, if they, if he can get on K bass for, for being into older women and liking some feet, I say, K bad, don't let that man shame you. Okay. You don't, don't be ashamed of your homosexuality, dog. You keep that shit out there for everybody, man. Like it's pride week. You know what I mean? So it's it's fine. And I, like I said, I'm just being an advocate. If Chick Fil A was against homosexuality, I would never eat that again. I promise. Yeah, nah, nah, that I agree with. That's different. All right, man, let's get into some some articles and shit that happened. Oh, um,
3: yes. before we move on, um, two things I'm gonna say real quick. Mm-hmm. Number one, uh, I got upgraded at my uh, chiropractor. Uh, I normally when I go to the chiropractor they do these things where they have these sticky things they put on your back and it sends electrical pulses uh to relax your muscles but i got this chair that they lay you you actually it's like a, it's not a chair it's like a bed and you lay down the bed in the middle sinks and it has a pillow and they got this machine like a roller that like rolls up and down your spine while you're on your back and it kind of gives you a massage oh that thing felt so good and when it does it it actually make it actually it, it it is so funny because you're out in public but it's one of the things where your back is like going up and down up and down like so your whole body's like arching and moving the whole time the uh, chair is going up and down and i've ever wondered i've i wonder, wondered you know ha- has anybody ever went in there and turned that thing on and just fucked on it you know maybe that's just me uh
2: yeah i wonder if maybe chiropractor's going there i had to ask rick you no, know, he probably got all those machines and shit. He's a chiropractor. He might be going in there, fucking on the machines after work. I don't know. I, 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 was, I was just wondering,
3: because, you know, you used one of them things, and it felt so... It was it was like a, a reverse massage. Mm. Because it, like, goes up and down. It, like, rolls your spine and stuff like that, and it felt
2: so good. Okay. What was the other thing?
3: Oh, I went to the, uh, Cadoba's and, uh, or Cadoba. Thank you. And, um... I called and when I called, she picked up the phone, whoever it was, mm-hmm. she put me on hold, but she came back within with less than a minute and took my order.
2: So she must've got the word.
3: I, that's what I'm thinking. When I went up there, she was like, oh, you're the one that called. I said, yeah, cause it was the manager I spoke with. I said, yes, I did. She said, Oh, she said, we take care of it. I, was like, I thought to myself, mm hmm, somebody might got a call, somebody might got an email yeah. about my white woman angry letter that I wrote with my
2: complaints. Yeah, she probably spit in it, but you know what? I couldn't tell when I ate the burrito, so I'm just going to chalk it up as fine with me. Uh, at least it was on time. You know what I mean? So uh, you take the good with the bad, and maybe one one day they'll get too busy and she'll forget to spit in it and everything will be back to normal. <laughs> but. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that you know we those are some extra extra spicy burritos if you know what i mean yes yes sir but I, i'm just glad that my
3: customer services it was was a one because um if it hadn't been i was not going to be happy well they knew to be scared of that white rage yes that it had letter number two white lady rage <laughs> motherfucker
2: mm-hmm. um speaking of rage kanye west had an onstage rant where he was angry about shit he was talking shit uh, about, like, Taylor Swift and, like, uh, Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z's new song, Suit and Tie, and sponsorships from corporations. he's having a mental breakdown, ain't he? I don't think so. I really think this shit is calculated now. Okay. Like, I just think he gonna rap about it on his next album. Everybody gonna act like it don't mean nothing. I don't think he's crazy at all uh as far as really meaning all this shit he's not gonna turn down any sponsors no he's not so i don't know i think he just when shit isn't about kanye he gotta make it about him true know? true because because everybody you know
3: quit talk. i don't even know if she had a baby they can't have a baby yet no, no no okay but it's one of things where she hadn't had a baby yet so it's one of things where they're not talking about her as much so you know they talk about her they automatically talk about him
2: yeah, I just think he's an ego freak and Oh yeah. You know, I don't really think it's a a big deal. Some people were trying to talk about it like it's a big deal, but I was like, Why? The nigga just crazy. He's been he's I, I just always an ego maniac, he's always trying to get attention. He's been like that for a long time. Yeah, and you know, this is what he does. So. Yes, sir. All right, we got some articles. This is not guest of race, this is just a regular uh news article.
0: And I'm calling a Simon at a Manhattan elementary school turns into a heated discussion about slavery. Savings We Jang explains why it means trouble for the teacher. Math puzzles can take hours, days, even weeks to solve. At PS59 in Midtown, it may take longer than that to make sense of a worksheet that has parents fuming.
7: Absolutely
0: inappropriate. All right, so we've moved past a lot of this. Fourth graders asked to answer. In a slave ship, there can be 3,799 slaves. One day, the slaves took over the ship. 1,897 are dead. How many slaves are alive? And one slave got whipped five times a day. How many times did he get whipped in a month? 31 days. The students Ah! were learning about slavery in history class. After that, while learning math, their teacher asked them to write creative arithmetic problems. They came...
2: So, slavery math. Yes, you didn't know that's a new hot thing. Just for Black History Month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, it would be different maybe if it was like history class or something. But it seems odd to force this into math. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck were these word problems like? Where you know that they needed to do this? I I need they to see the test. To tense. make
3: sure the kids understood the importance of how many times the Negroes got beat, sir.
2: One question stated the number of slaves who died while taking over a ship. It asked how many slaves were still alive. The other said ah. a slave was whipped five times a day. And asked students to calculate how many times a month he was whipped.
3: (laughs) We just trying to make it real for him, son. Trying to make it real.
2: If master rapes one slave woman every eight hours, Mm -hmm. taking Sundays off for church. Okay. How many light-skinned babies will be born in ten months?
3: That's, that's, that's a tough one, yo.
2: No, you gotta know when they started. Like it's, it's, how real do it, does the math need to be? I just need to know. Yeah. You
3: know, and what happened if a kid say, this wouldn't pertain to me, I'm white.
2: Yeah. Do they make it up to, uh, like eyes on the prize level? Do they have like, if one black person does not take the bus, cause Rosa Parks said not to for every day of the year in Atlanta, then how many days of the year will black people not take the, like i just don't want to know if this is the way we're doing it i feel like this is a, a stretch and i'm not sure how educational this shit is it seems seems like a real big uh seems like a science ah uh, but when people bring up issues
3: about uh you want people to talk about slavery you want them to discuss it but you want it to be in the right context mm-hmm. not a math problem not a word. Math problem. Where we're trying to figure out what does x equal in slave.
2: Let me uh, play some more. Up with the
0: slavery questions. The teacher Jane Yoon approved and assigned them as homework. I think it should have been a teachable moment. I think. It, I think it, and,
3: but again, it's just a little unnerving. So it's it a little unsettling.
0: The Department of Education saying this is obviously unacceptable and we will take appropriate disciplinary action. The chancellor has talked with the principal here at PS59 who says in a statement she is, quote, appalled by all of this and has arranged for training around what happened for her entire staff. It's only a math problem. Jenny Mui helps her son with the homework and defends his teacher. It is history. This did happen. So I don't understand why would they take disciplinary
6: action? Uh, essentially, what's at being asked is for those students to basically play the role of a slave trader.
0: Quite a task for nine-year-olds just learning how to add and subtract. In Midtown, Reja Jang, CBS 2 News. And the PS 59 principal plans to meet with the families to talk about that worksheet.
2: All those nine-year-olds I think they're all kinds. I don't know. They could be for them slaves. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, I also just like this idea that these motherfuckers are really, um, really feel like this is a teachable moment and it's helping students. Let's let's throw some slavery up in here. Like what other subjects is slavery going to intrude into? You know, are you going to change dodgeball into something else? But the thing
3: about it is that, this is math. Math, people, math. Right.
2: I want to see duck, duck, nigger but, in, P, in PE class.
3: But, yeah, we having a history class. and You know what y'all not talking about in history? Real slavery. Right. You know, we're not really talking about what really happens and how people treat it and all that shit. But we can count them, though. And and and, and we can add and subtract them. And, you know, did, 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 what, did, what did the actions? They were the, well, when Abraham Lincoln signed the law to free the Friedrich slaves. It took 45 days for it to get down south. Now, each slave owner had about the average of 1,500 slaves.
2: Yeah, if you lose half a foot for every escape attempt, how many escape attempts can one slave make until they have no feet? And you you
3: know, uh, the slaves were two-thirds of a person, but yet you had 45 slaves. Now, if you count each slave, how much would two-fourths of a slave really be?
2: Mm, mm Mm-hmm.
3: That's the kind of math.
2: And the correct answer is one, by the way. If you try to steal, uh, if you try to walk away with, uh, with half a foot, uh, you, once they take half a foot, you're never gonna do it again. Just trust me. I've seen roots. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, and Karen is three fifths.
3: Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say?
2: Uh, I think you said four fifths or some shit.
3: Oh, shit. That's that's even
2: higher. Well, that's what <laughs> happens when you don't know. Um... When I went not pay attention to watching Roots with you. I'm sorry. Well, no. Oh, she said two thirds. Yeah. See, that's what happens when you don't pay attention Uh, when uh, you're in that history class because you're too busy doing slave math problems. I'm sorry. You know, don't worry.
3: I'm writing your I, was, down. I wasn't paying attention to doing my slave math class. Mm hmm. Write it down. <laughs> what I say. Yes. I, I need to be. Um, I need to take the class, so I'm. I'm sorry. The teacher, the teacher's class. I need to be in your class.
2: Yeah, well, don't worry you
3: it's, it's coming my way.
2: Yeah, don't. You've you been submitted, so don't. <laughs> don't you worry about that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we be talking to y'all.
2: In the, talking to y'all in the week, Tom. Be emailing y'all next week. Write it down now. Um, alright, here's another article. Um, this is kinda crazy about a monster truck and a dead person.
0: The owners of a Dallas topless club may must pay more than $10 million to the family of a woman who died in their parking lot. 23-year-old Casey McKenzie was run over in the parking lot of Spearmint Rhino in March of 20 in March of 2011. The driver who ran her over was convicted of manslaughter, and a jury found the club liable for observing the driver. NBC 5's uh, Ellen Goldberg is live with a verdict on this case. Ellen,
2: hey, is it me? Does she sound drunk or something? Oh. she is fucking these words up she's like yeah. and uh they, they found her guilty of oh, oh, serving the driver yeah you
3: know, I, I think she meant i
2: think she meant over serving the driver i think she said just serve, serving the driver Here, let me play it again
0: in march of 2011 the driver who ran her over was convicted of manslaughter and a jury found the club liable for observing the driver NBC 5's uh, Ellen Goldberg is live with um, a verdict on this. She case. said
2: up serving. I'm pretty sure she means over-serving, but okay.
8: Ace Ellen. Meredith, this is the jury's verdict, and it was a unanimous one. The jury awarded $10.5 million to the family of a 23-year-old who was killed walking across this parking lot. Nearly two years after Casey McKenzie was crushed under the wheels of a monster truck, a Dallas jury... A now, week. that
2: is just not a death that you expect. No. Like a monster truck? You're talking about them big old, big ass trucks be question them cars? Yeah, That is wow.
8: Ordered her family, $10.5 $10. <laughs> <laughs> million. Dollars. Eric Crutchfield ran over the 23-year-old as he was leaving the Dallas topless club, Spearmint Rhino.
5: Mr.
3: Crutchfield had arrived at the club around 10 p.m. He was at the
2: club for four hours and he was served in excess of ten drinks and shots.
8: The attorney for
2: So yeah, he was over-served. He got ten drinks or shots and then hopped behind the his the wheel of his monster truck and starts driving around the strip club Oh, driving out of the strip club parking lot, runs oh. over at this girl. And kills her oh. all yeah. says here it happened on uh Sunday, Sunday, Sunday
8: Mackenzie's yes. family shared with us <laughs> <these> <laughs> surveillance photos of Crutchfield drinking inside the club that night. Crutchfield is currently serving a nine-year prison sentence for manslaughter. With Crutchfield behind bars, the family of Casey McKenzie went after the club that over-served him.
7: We believe that he was
5: obviously intoxicated, that it was apparent to the bartender and the club
3: uh, that he was intoxicated and that he got behind the wheel of his monster truck
9: and. Ran over Casey McKenzie.
8: Under what's called the dram shop doctrine, restaurants, bars, and liquor stores can be held liable if they serve alcohol to customers who are clearly drunk. Now the Spearmint Rhino will have to pay $10.5 million in what's said to be the biggest dram shop verdict in Dallas since 1985.
2: Well, I hope they can pay all that at once. Yeah, them girls got to work extra hard. Right,
3: that place might not be around that much longer. Mm-hmm.
9: The amount we believe reflects uh, the death of Casey McKenzie and what her value was to her family, and it also uh, indicates to other establishments that if a lady like Casey
5: McKenzie is going to die as a result of overserving one of their patrons, that they're going to
1: hold them responsible.
2: You think after they leave the room, that lawyer like? does a lot of coke off his desk and is like
1: i'm rich
2: because he just got like 10 percent of 10 and a half million dollars or whatever
3: yes he about to get paid but you know what's so funny about dollars it's amazing how they take uh the death of somebody down from alcohol a lot more seriously than they do for somebody shooting somebody
2: Mm-hmm. hmm So uh I guess we can make this the first one. Uh chat room guess the race of the girl who was killed by getting ran over by a monster truck in the parking lot of the Spearmint Rhino strip club and is now uh getting ten and a half million dollars for her family who uh you know, the family of the deceased. hmm Oh, no no guesses so far. I guess uh, everybody's scared. Well, teeth says white, bleached bread says wonderful Johnson Scarfinger um nico bellick white a daytona 500 crowd survivor Spearman <laughs> rhino can only have white people at it blue Eye white devil she was ghost white now she is a ghost grave digger white ah correct answer is white it was a white lady y'all that was an easy one um and, you, and how did how did you know that she was white karen you have any clues how did i know?
3: monster truck
2: Okay, yeah. I knew she was white because they actually got $10.5 million for her life. Um,
7: Yeah, that's a big thing, too, yeah.
2: All right, here's another uh, video. Let's see if this is. A
7: A plow driver off the job
6: tonight. He was fired after he posted a YouTube video of himself burying cars and laughing about it. Watch this.
4: You want to find your car? You come see me. I'll let you know where it is. Maybe. (laughs)
2: Yeah, he's driving down the street in a snowplow, filming himself, <laughs> driving,
3: <laughs> what a dick face. <laughs> Doing a snowstorm, so he, so as he's driving, he, cars are getting buried underneath the snow? Yeah, yeah.
6: <gasps> the driver only identifying himself as Dog was working in the Lowell area at the time that this video was shot. Jim Armstrong is live in Lowell Forest tonight with more on Dog. Jim? Jonathan, as you can tell, this
2: guy is... They really rolling with calling him Dog, though? Really? <laughs> Nobody did the, 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 the research to find this to find his dude's who, name. Yeah. they just going to roll with Dog. All right, let's go, Dog.
6: Quite a character.
2: Oh, of course, it would reset while I was playing it. So, you know, give me a second. But, um, yeah, uh, he was... I guess it's how you get your kicks when all you're doing is driving around in the snow. A plow
6: driver off the job tonight. He was fired skip after Ford. he posted him... Jonathan, as you can tell, this guy is quite a character. Behind me is the actual plow truck he used when he made that video when he was plowing the streets of Lowell. We actually just spoke at length with him a few minutes ago. We talked to him for about half an hour, but he won't go back on camera. He says he wants this whole story to go away, although he did tell me he knows the mistake he made and he knows why his boss had to fire him. back over the rope, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Was your guy down there? Just a few short minutes on YouTube changed everything for Mark Hussey, who calls himself Black Dog.
1: What you
3: posted on YouTube?
6: Dog was a contractor plowing for the city of Lowell during the blizzard when he made this recording. (laughs) He's laughing like crazy, but his bosses found nothing funny.
1: We were frankly appalled by it.
6: Uh, it was really a, uh, a stupid thing for him to be doing. Dog called into Carlson and McKenzie on WZLX this morning as his video went beyond viral, trying to defend himself. The
7: people shot one out their driveways absolutely want to kill me, but yeah I, I mean I have, to, I have to push the snow back to, from curb to curb.
3: He's being paid to do a job not to try to get back at people.
7: The troubling part is that he was having fun doing it. Was he surprised when you fired him? No. He
6: knew, it was, he, he knew he did wrong. Dog now out of a job he told me is the best one he's ever had. I just want everybody to know that this is not the attitude
8: of almost every plow truck driver.
6: Dog had some more surprising news. In the past couple of days, he's gotten at least three phone calls from television producers in New York. and. <laughs> oh, man. Telling him They think based on what they've seen, he would make a fantastic reality show star. He's considering it. We're
2: live in Lowell tonight. Wow. He ain't working. Wow. Yeah. That, 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 uh, yeah. That, that's problematic. oh
7: Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, so yeah, guess the race of, a uh, Black Dog, um, the Revenge snowplower Plower. Dog the Bounty Hunter Cousins. Husky the Snow Hunter, white. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Husky the Snow Hunter. Uh, his other truck is Grave Digger. Yeah. Uh, Jackass, uh, X Games, white. Own and white. You know, dog kisses dogs on the mouth, white.
5: <laughs> Aww. Paper
2: plate, white. Marlboro Red, smoking cheese eater. Mr. Plow says Sterling. Same color as the snow he plows. Only a white dude gets a TV deal from being a criminal. Ah! I still hate Mike Vic White. Snow White. <laughs> Snow White. <laughs> Correct answer is white. It was a white man. Um, yeah. Uh, Karen, what was your clue that it was a white man? What do you feel like should have helped people figure it out. <sighs> that one's,
3: I, and I get, I think for me, just the way his laughter and his laughing and stuff like that, I was like, yeah.
2: Uh, mine is that, uh, he felt proud of calling himself Black Dog. That was uh, a little too much <laughs> pride in that. No self respected black man names himself Black Dog. You know what I mean? Not a dog. Maybe another, maybe Black Mamba, maybe. Uh, alright, here's another, uh, Guest of Race article for everybody to, to enjoy. Oh, look, it's from Florida. So that'll also be a treat as, uh, We have not had any Floridian articles uh, as of yet. And why isn't this playing right away? Give me one second now. Refresh this one. Mr. Plough, that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plough.
1: A so-called prank landed these three teenagers in the Volusia County Jail. Investigators say they duct taped the 16-year-old's hands, feet, and mouth
2: Who did the music for this new story? I don't know. They did a terrible-ass job. I feel like Rocky's supposed to be doing a montage in the background. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this is 80s training music. It's Casio music. Yeah, like maybe the start of a Ninja Gate N3 or some shit. (laughs) This is the music that starts. All right, my bad. Here we go.
1: Investigators say they duct-taped the 16-year-old's hands, feet, and mouth then glued the victim to a chair. <gasps> investigators say this was no joke and charged the three suspects with kidnapping and child abuse.
5: Channel Ryan Hughes joins us live now from Volusia County. And Ryan, investigators say these guys plan to record what they did, then put the video on the internet.
7: That's right, Vanessa. Apparently, they wanted to put it online for the whole world to see. But before they could, a man stepped in and began fighting with these three teens. It happened yesterday right here in this Volusia County neighborhood. This man heard commotion next to his Volusia County home and wanted to know who was causing it.
9: When it came out, I seen an older gentleman on top of a younger gentleman. And to me, it looked like he was strangling the younger gentleman.
7: Volusia County Sheriff's investigators told us 53-year-old Michael DelVecchio was fighting with 18-year-old Kevin Wiseman along Valencia Avenue. This eyewitness put an end to it.
9: I said, this is not happening. You need to get up off of them.
7: That ended a bizarre chain of events that began with Wiseman as well as Dustin Ardillo and Charles Westenhauser allegedly duct taping a 16-year-old boy by the ankles and hands and also putting the tape over his mouth. Deputies said the teens then glued the other teen to a chair as part of an apparent prank.
9: What I'm to understand, it was just some kids being kids, but it might be a little more serious than that. I'm not sure.
2: When people say shit like that, I'm always like, what the fuck are kids doing these days? My, my... Uh, what the fuck is a prank and maybe this is just me
3: jokes I, you can joke to the cows come home but when you get to that physical shit mm-hmm. there's nothing motherfucking funny about taping somebody and fucking gluing them to a chair there's no haha in that yeah in my opinion i don't think it's funny
2: yeah when i was like boys will be boys i'm like i was a boy no duct taping people and gluing their ass to the chairs cha- no pretty sure this is off the path Yes. Delvecchio
7: got wind of the duct-taping incident, investigators said he went ballistic and tracked down the three teens on a nearby street. That's when he swung a metal level at them and fought Wiseman, causing both to become bloodied. We stopped by Delvecchio's home and this woman downplayed the situation as she picked up the mail.
0: There's no story here. Nobody wants to hear it.
2: Okay. Ugh.
0: Mail!
7: Delvecchio could be charged with aggravated...
2: She hit him. She hit the camera with the mail.
7: Yes, I have fucking cameras at my house all day. Fuck y'all
2: class act
7: battery because of the fight And all three teens were charged with child abuse and kidnapping. They were taken to jail Live in Volusia County Ryan News channel 9 eyewitness.
2: Well, you know boys will be
3: boys There's a lot of boys that don't do shit like that. Come on now. And then the sodomy
2: happened, but boys will be boys
3: That's what I was thinking. I was thinking shit is a rape gonna happen?
2: Uh, P-Funk says that there's a dick drawn on his face. White. One who masturbates to cheese porn. Kids being kids Ruffy and gang raping white. They're the cheesiest. Future teabaggers and butt chuggers. White. Johnny Knoxville Padawan, padawans. White in Speedos. Del Vecchio would have strangled him with pasta. Italian white. Um, it's mail time. White. Get a, get a blues clue. <laughs> <laughs> a, a grape-lipped nigger one only white people commit felonies as pranks i call the president the coon in chief white the man who helped was charged is he black uh, the correct answer is white connect duke says all white, white everything. everything so correct answer was white uh is yeah with some white people. and
3: i and and uh he was white because niggas don't play no jokes like that
2: yeah that was that my that, that would not know and the prank defense wouldn't even work with black people that is no uh, you don't
3: we don't you don't prank like that
2: yeah they would well they would also got 25 to life for uh, stealing or something um another guest of race nicole 19 first ate the chemical when she was four years old hmm. okay what chemical care but her taste for antiperspirants Developed into full blown addiction two years ago. She now eats the substance any time of day. Nicole from New York revealed that she keeps deodorant sticks and spray cans around the house with her at all times in case she gets a craving.
3: You talking about that shit that prevents you from stanking? Yes, deodorant?
2: Girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, the teenager dependence on, uh, dependence on cosmetic on the cosmetic has seen her eat 360 deodorant sticks in two years she eats it every day after meals and she wait and if she wakes up in the middle of the night nicole is left with a dry mouth and stomach cramps from eating deodorant so she sometimes sprays it on her tongue instead nicole who claims she has no control over her urge my brain is telling me you had to eat it i tried giving it up for a week but i got really sick and had bad headaches where are the parents wow, when this is happening? That, Where are the yeah, people that love
3: you? That's a serious issue. Man, if people that stank had this much dedication, we wouldn't have as many funky
2: people. How many people are looking up uh, at the aisles of, like, you know, um, the, the CVS and they're like, "Oh no, don't, not you again. Save some secret for us. Yeah, that was like, "Um, um sweetie, uh, you, you just bought a whole
3: stack of speed stick why we why why are you back again
2: yeah it's like you know what tasty enough for a lady but strong enough for a man oh, she shouldn't stink at all that shit i'll be coming out of her bloodstream um i get really aggravated i just need it and without it i'll be a totally different person the main ingredient deodorant in is aluminum which causes dementia seizures and death if ingested wow nicole's friend Zakaya. Is so worried about her health that she and Nicole's boyfriend Jay Kwan, finally convinced her to see a doctor. Nicole has since cut down on her addiction and tries to eat almonds as she when well, she gets cravings, but is still eating small amount of deodorant every day. Uh, she explained her addiction, saying it's really soft. It feels like it melts in my mouth. It has its own unique taste. My mouth gets really dry, but at the same time it's still watering because it's what I'm craving. So I guess the race of Nicole, deodorant stick eater. And uh, of course she has a boyfriend. She smells delicious. Yeah, she ain't never going to stink after they fuck. Friend named what? Blickety black. Pop some secret. She's sweating. Woo. Was called a cunt when she was nine. black Silverback the 8K bitch. Tyrone Biggles black. Uh, Raw oyster chugger. Aluminum RoboCop White. Uh, The correct answer, let's see, I ain't never funky black. Correct answer is black, y'all. That's right. She's a black woman addicted. Now, Karen, what should the clues have been for them to, to, to figure it out?
3: That one's kind of tough. Uh, her boyfriend, but then she could be, she could have been white with the black boyfriend.
2: Yeah, uh, it's obviously the name of her friend, Zakiya, and her boyfriend, Jaquan. Yeah, Kwan. my
3: boyfriend got me.
2: Yeah, that's a black woman. That's not even close, though. I don't even know why you even just said that, Karen. I feel like you don't know. <laughs> um, here, here's uh let me let me see. Get another article. We'll get a couple more articles. We haven't talked about sore ratchetness yet. So uh, let's see here. Um, a sore-wielding man who holed up in a El Cajon home amid a reported domestic dispute. Prompting a more than six hour standoff was arrested then hospitalized Wednesday. Police went to an apartment around 11 p.m. Tuesday in response to a woman who said her husband struck her repeatedly. Uh, She was taken to the hospital to be treated for facial injuries, he said. uh, The police said Enos Statton, 38, remained in his apartment as officers arrived. He threatened to stab officers if they went inside and to kill himself. During the initial stages of the incident, the suspect had seen, was seen with multiple knives, including a machete. Uh, hint, uh, he also was breaking things inside the apartment and challenged officers to come in and get him. The SWAT team was dispatched and crisis negotiators uh, negotiators spoke to Staten through the night. He did not convince, they did not convince him to surrender, however. I like that all oh, he has is a sword and some knives. It's like surrender. He's like never cobbles. We'll figure a way out mean? of this. Figure a way out of this with my sword. Hinton said it became clear to officers around 5 a.m. the suspect was not going to come out on his own, so they deployed tear glass. Hell yeah, they up all night. You missed dinner, fucking around with him. Staten exited about a half hour later, armed with two swords, which he refused to drop. So our officers fired a sponge round, similar to a beanbag round, to force him to drop the weapons. Uh, He was arrested and taken to a hospital for evaluation. Um... He must have been white because Charles' daughter would have burned in the cabin. I'm just saying.
3: Yeah, I'm about to say this shot beanbag is definitely white.
2: Yeah, um, or Chris Donner. Y'all know which one is right. Y'all, y'all pick. Um, I, I always fuck that dude's name up. Uh, I'll, I'll do this one next week. Um, teen girl does not guess the race. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna save this one. It's Sunday because I want to talk to Brandon about it. All right. Uh, let's get back to Sword Ratchet. The man is dead
5: after being stabbed with a sword. Katrina Weber live in the 300 block of Grove Avenue off of South Presa where investigators are there. And the investigation continues. Katrina. Well, the house involved is right behind me. This is the 300 block of Groves Avenue, as you said. We've seen uh, police carry quite a bit of evidence out of here in the last half hour or so, including the sword that was used in the stabbing. It's about a two-and-a-half-foot-long sword that uh, looks sort of like what a swashbuckler would use in the old movies. Uh, we've also seen them carry an entire door out of the home. Now, this has been going on since about 1.30. According to police, there had been a party at this house, there was drinking involved, and there was- some sort of a disagreement that then led to the stabbing. They tell us that the man who uh, stabbed did die here at the scene. He's 31 years old, and police have taken the three other people who were in the home into custody. They are questioning all three of those people, but they say so far they have not arrested anyone, but that could certainly change by later today. Reporting live south of downtown, Katrina Weber, KSAT 12 News.
2: Yeah. So. Sword ratchiness, man, is never stopping, dude. It's it's reached San Antonio already.
3: Wow.
2: Spreading like wildfire. Yeah. Spreading like wildfire. All right. Let's do a couple more guests to race. We'll get out of here after that. Um, Okay. I know, you know, the people, people need their guesses for the races, you know. Um, Let's get back to this. Boom. Oh, yeah. Uh, I already covered this one article, but I was right about the Pope. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just... You got catfish, Um, y'all. This is the article I forgot to bring Sunday, though. I was going to read it, but uh, close enough. Y'all guys get it. Motor vehicle workers in Dayton called police on a man who insisted on wearing a pasta strainer on his head during the taking of his driver's license photo, according to a police report. South Brunswick police officers responded to the MVC facility on a call that a man renewing his driver's license refused to remove the strainer on his head. According to a police report, the incident occurred about noon on Saturday. The man, Aaron Williams, 25, who gave an egg Harbor township address, told motor vehicle workers, the strainer was a religious head covering and he had the right to wear it in his driver's license photo.
3: Well, then why why they ain't got
2: other folks working up in there with it? Williams said he practices Pastafarianism. Are, Are you for real? Pastafarianism, or the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, is a movement opposing the teachings in schools of intelligent design and creationism. Reached by phone on Wednesday, Williams said he is serious about the movement. I take it as seriously as anybody else when it comes to religious re- beliefs, he said. According to a police reporter, a motor vehicle employee told Williams, his head coverings can't be worn in license photo unless it's for religious reasons. Williams then pulled out his cell phone and began taking video of the worker, another violation of the motor vehicle policy, according to the report. Police ad- advised that Williams at advised Williams that the pasta strainer was not approved by the m v c and he would have to apply to the state to wear in his license photo. Yes, Williams reluctantly agreed to have his picture taken without the strainer, man always holding down religious pasta man uh job ja pasta far right, he also agreed to delete the video he had taken of the motor vehicle worker. Asked why he left his home in Atlantic City to have his photo taken in South Brunswick motor vehicle office. William said, I like it. It's a nice new office. In Austria, self-described pasta Nico Arm uh fought for three years for the right to wear a pasta straight on his head in his driver's license photo. He won his fight at the officials before the mental health check. Uh So guess the race. Of Mr. I can't believe he's only 25. Aaron Williams, 25. Pastafarian. Uh, let's see what the chat room thinks. One who will use cheese as lube. One who is a prime example of the need for mental health awareness in the black community. Greasy Guido White. Kitty K. Juggalo White with dreadlocks. Greedy Shot. Greedo Shot First White. A seventh level master in the art of niggotry. Gallon Smasher White. Manti Tales 40th time White. Darwin's great-grandson come on son his name is williams says scarfinger white says t so everybody is split on this we got a lot of guesses for white a lot of guesses for black i mean this, this is amazing uh the correct answer is white he is a white he man. He is white. Yeah, that
3: religion. <laughs> yeah, white folks love they pasta. Cause why? Cause you can add cheese to it.
2: So guess the guess. Karen, okay, what was the uh your clue for guess the race for white? Pasta, the pasta strainer. White folks love pasta. Yeah, yeah. I and
3: all you. that pasta,
2: good on cheese. With mm. what? Well, well, with cheese. My clue was when that motherfucker took his cell phone out and started illegally recording the shit. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's such a white thing to do. Like I'm going to get this on tape. Like any, any self-respecting black person would just be like, well, let me just take my strainer off. I have shit to do for the day. <laughs> I don't have, uh, I'm not so, uh, I'm not about to get a white woman mad and start writing, uh, emails to the corporate office. Sorry. Right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. You, and you said process strainer, not ramen noodle strainer. Then I'd have said black.
2: Mm, okay. Yeah. Ramen noodles. Uh, that's different. Mm hmm. Uh, A Hamilton County Correction Sergeant who resigned after she was linked to the use of an inmate's food stamps was indicted by the Hamilton County Grand Jury. Former Sergeant Wanda Smith is charged with official misconduct, a felony and theft of property under five hundred dollars. A misdemeanor documents show Smith, who worked at the sheriff's office for 12 years, reportedly took inmate Greg Science's uh, food stamps uh, card, changed the pin number and used it at local stores science uh said eight pa- eight purchases were made on his card while he was in jail and the pin number was changed by someone using his social security number his card was missing from his wallet when he was released after serving time for violation for violating his probation on a the theft charge so a thief got some shit stolen from him ah i call that poetic justice mm-hmm when Sciots was released, he was eating meals at the community kitchen, waiting for a new card to be issued. Seven of the eight purchases were made in Dunlap, Tennessee, where Smith lives. A total of $370.51 was charged to the card at stores, including Walmart, Dollar General, or Dollar Tree. Smith's salary in 2011 was $39,000 and 98 cents, according to records. She set to appear in March, fir- March 1st before criminal court judge Barry Stillman guessed the race of Wanda Smith. Food stamp still a Leonard brother says two Bob going with the, that, that old two bobs. Mm-hmm. Um, all the money was spent on cheese. Says D he's going with white, blacker in the center of my eye. I hear you. I hear you. Pops, man. cack says Scott Smith. Nigga says Scarfinger. Emperor L says tar. I guess it means tar, baby, which means black. Black-on-black black crime, says Canuck Duke. Toothless honky, says uh, Miss Cristobal. Correct answer is white. Hmm. Now, what was the clue, Karen, that uh, that made you feel like it was a white woman?
3: Hmm. This one was kind of, I'm not really sure for this one, because
2: some of this stuff sounds like some stuff black folks do, too, now. Uh, this one was easy. It was because she got off with a misdemeanor. It was pretty easy. As a oh, white woman. yeah, okay. obviously a white woman. I know there's a lot of stuff that led towards black.
3: Yeah, they, they
2: used the word food stab. Her name was Wanda. Yes, mm-hmm. that seemed like a black name, Wanda Smith, but uh, you know, it, it, clearly a white woman. Um, Anthony Brasfield uh, saw romance when he released a dozen heart-shaped balloons into the sky over Dania Beach with his sweetie. A Florida Highway Patrol trooper saw a felony. Oh, Florida. Oh, even your gestures of love are legal. Brosfield 40, and his girlfriend, Shaquina Baxter, were in a parking lot of the Motel 6 on Dania Beach Boulevard when he released the shiny red and silver Mylar balloons and watched them float away Sunday morning. Also watching the romantic jester, a, FH, a FHP trooper, who instead of know, who instead noted probable cause of an environmental crime. You locking motherfuckers up for environmental crimes now? I mean, there's a lot of niggas that did, 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 just, just people impaired that need to be arrested. Did Captain Planet show up after this shit too? Hart! brosfield was charged with polluting to harm humans animals plants etc under the florida air and water pollution control act endangered marine turtle species and birds suck what, up what s- did i have a question how many kids are they Do rest- you don't know
3: many kids let go of balloons mm-hmm. and the parents listen to them cry because they weren't paying attention Bit down tie their shoe and the balloon gone we're gonna start arresting kids now officer
2: i think you should only be charged with this if the balloons land in florida So somebody got to follow the balloons. Well, I done broke this law before. If they land in international waters, then you got to forgive this guy. Um, Endangered marine turtle species and birds such as wood storks and brown pelicans seek refuge in the state park that's about one and a half miles east of the motel. Between 2008 and 2012, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement said there were 21 arrests statewide under the rarely used environmental crime statute. The third degree felony it's punishable by up to five years in prison.
3: Shit, are they serious?
2: Yeah. So guess the race of Mr. Anthony Brasfield uh, balloon.
3: And I bet uh, you this is nowhere near is. Disney World or no. Do Disney World have to have to put in uh, something so they don't
2: release balloons and shit when they I, release I balloons. I have no idea. I have no idea. That's a good point. I bet you they release balloons all the time. Yes, up there.
3: all them kids losing them balloons in Disney World.
2: Uh, Leonard brothers has the only guest. He says one who works at the Kool-Aid call center and pops her gum in customer's ears. What's the dude that you're guessing the race of his name's Anthony Brousfield. Blacker than a Popeye's commercial reject staying at motel six. Only see their teeth and eyes when they, when they don't leave the light on for you. (laughs) Darkie says, Scarfinger. spook says D ruler. Uh, correct answer is black uh karen what was the uh the one clue the girlfriend name the girlfriend name well somebody said white man with jungle fever so they didn't go with that but uh Ah. i I say i agree with you the girlfriend name would have been mine i mean shaquina ain't black white dudes will go black but you know ain't too many shaquina Mm -hmm. they want to be sure they could spell it yeah and then the other reason i knew is because this thing got hit with a felony for some fucking balloons are you serious it's Valentine's Day, have a heart, cops. Jesus Christ.
3: And you know, and and I guarantee you, they said they only had this really push, and I guarantee you it's in small counties. I mean, all jokes aside, like little small counties where officers just sit around all day and just don't do shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we could charge them for something.
2: Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, man. It's, what what a douche move, man. I. <sighs> This is
3: something that that most people probably don't even know. This this, this, is on their law books. Come on, dog.
2: Yeah, I'd be very, uh, I'd be very upset if uh, I was them. All right, um, got another guest race article. Uh, Police in Las Vegas uh, called to the home of a 23 year old woman earlier this week after her neighbors complained that she was having sex with a pit bull. In broad daylight in her own backyard. Did we do this one? I don't think so. Mm -mm. You might have heard this on... You might have heard this on uh, After Black. we didn't do it. When cops arrived at the scene, they found... Kara Vanderreck Naked on the ground. Engaging in an unspecified sexualist act with the dog. According to the police vandereck who appeared to be on drugs <laughs> they don't say oh with the dog hot too she probably was popping a molly Woo, with the dog he greeted the officers and said hi and proceeded to touch the dog in a sexual way oh she was like oh y'all come here to watch let me love you in a special way oh my dog ain't finished yet, you know i gotta
3: i gotta, yeah. I gotta wait 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 wait, wait till i finish my dog off
2: yeah and the dog was like you don't love me you just love my doggy style yeah girl she Come was here. covered with a blanket and asked a series of questions about her identity the current date and the name of the president none of which she was able to answer oh lord <laughs> she was high as a kite Vanderreck or Ye- Reck yeah vandereck uh po- reportedly told the officers that she was bipolar setting all kinds of people hey i'm bad. sorry Amber P. Yes. i'm sorry i'm yeah,
3: setting all kinds of people back yeah
2: somewhere Amber P. is shaking her head if she's listening to this like she's really like, no. like why did you have to admit to that you didn't even know your fucking name but you knew your your mental condition so you can get that put out into the world yes uh and she claimed to be on prescription medication animal control was called in to remove the dog and Vanderek was arrested on the charge of open and gross lewdness now, how sad is it that oh, the dog... Oh, so now they're not going to charge her with dog rape? No, dogs don't have no right, rights, Karen. This is, uh, you know, not that kind of state. Oh. Vanderek was looking, uh, much better just six months ago when she was arrested in Utah for unspecified crime. So, guess the race of Kara vanderek uh, pit bull fucker. Um... Is that one of the side effects of those drugs may cause suicidal tendency, drive my bestiality and shakes? Let's see. A white walker who whispered, winter is coming in the dog's ear before she came. Meth head, <laughs> t- ah! meth head, toothpick, Paris Hilton lookalike, pit Pitbull the rapper lover, Latina. If she was black, she would have been charged for dog rape. White is my guess. One who will run in a burning house to save their dog before their own baby. Something that even Scarfinger wouldn't watch in porn. White. The correct answer, Karen, <laughs> is white. Uh, how, what was the clue for you, Karen? How'd you know? When the officers came, she kept going. Yeah. Uh, I think I knew when she was so high, she couldn't even remember her name. Only white people get that high. You when know? they can't remember who they are. Yeah, yeah
3: but I, felt like I can't get too high. I got to be able to identify myself
2: yeah black people have like a standard of like all right man this shit only gonna go so far It's gonna cause too many problems i have to stop because these white folks will kill me um and uh you know that 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 is uh that's how they do you know um i see i saved a couple sword articles and i didn't get to them uh we'll do one more sword article okay a florida man stabbed his teenage half brother to death with a sword on thursday afternoon so what people don't care about that man and it's from florida oh florida <laughs> the two were reportedly arguing about dog feces and a drug deal at the home when the debate turned violent oh pick up this dog shit off the floor your dog been sitting around fucking this girl all day you're not even cleaning up his shit and he's smoking all my drugs well police arrived oh. on the scene yeah maybe it was snoop dog <laughs> won't be <followed> again <laughs> when police arrived on the scene the fatally injured 17 year old Marcus Isaias was being held by his twin brother Michael Charlie Chang 27 was charged with second degree murder some neighbors were not surprised at the act of violence with one telling the news outlet they would call the police a lot so it wasn't unusual Jesus oh so they do this all the time that's how you know it's Florida right Oh, my. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's Florida. All right, man. Um, thank you all so much for listening, man. We had a good time. I feel like I got all this uh, quadrennial Wallace stuff out of my system. Some of the yes stuff sir. I was reading and just not commenting on. And I'm glad we have such a good audience that we can just, you know spit it out like that and keep it real i'm sure the feedback show is going to be full of people that either misunderstood points or disagreed or maybe even people that agree with us or whatever that's the point of the feedback yeah we appreciate y'all for even coming through listening uh don't forget sponsors shadow doll productions new Play, new audio play starring me and karen hate puppy Yes, sir. And also three of the people that you guys met on Sunday with the Shadow Dog Productions show. So uh, I'll have the link up on the website, the black guy who tips. For those of y'all that, um, you know, uh, subscribe to the site, you'll get an update with that. And it'll be on our Facebook page. Uh, The link is com slash hp.html also adam and eve thank you very much adam and eve we appreciate that shit uh people keep uh going out there getting your 50 percent off get your three free dvds keep um, doing it y'all get your free gift that's so central i can't even say what it is and free shipping we appreciate that uh it's very nice of you guys that do that uh thank you guys uh i think that's about it for now so until saturday i love you you too baby
9: I called the crew. They say. I said what? I said, damn man, I'm riding his legs. I'm about to. This nigga shit in new dimensions. Get to the crib so I can call Big Slate up. And tellin' the money man I slipped and got it throat cut. And everything that we took from the warehouse. I heard somebody talking about it at the White House. But I thought you said that this job was for me and you. I ain't know that Bill Clampett wanted some too You tell us folks that I'm sorry about that Lexus I'm about to dip and see my sister up nah, Can't even tell you where I put my extra player cards Cause them Red Dog police know we're homeboys Just tell everybody who owe us a dime It's the great hope, round up your money time You got to have mine then I'm out of here Take a loss, come back up Just like Coco grip. You ain't got to worry about your partner getting caught like a lane. It won't be over Till that big girl from Decay the It won't be over Till that big girl
4: from Decay the same It won't be over Check this out can you see what I be hearing? Talking to spirits when I sleep. Peek this out real quick. slick. We is on this beat to speak about that pimp shit. That walk with that limp shit. That hemp shit. Looking up in your face, I see a coward and a dimwit. Looking to run up in my private home just like you was the folks. Serving the woman with a baby daddy. Who did they come to cope? On a Tuesday. April Fool's Day. Don't get caught slipping. Leaving the keys off in the ignition. Making me guilty by suspicion. Penny pigeon trying to stack for 96. Buying another fleet. Wood. Diamond took it. So now we's in the mix. I need to Take my ass to the crib and drop the baby off Cause them niggas at the corner Soap and nigga at me for too long Staring like accidents on highways High days are better than sober ones Don't need vibes, but I know it has to come So I put you in the sky to let them know I'm babysitting Y'all don't know nothing about big boy Cause that nigga steady dipping It ain't no water why that, why that, To the why bitch around for insane yeah.
9: Took me a long time to get here Long time, man. I'm talking about, yeah. And years, riding past funeral beers, holding bodies of my peers. If you don't educate yourself, now how the fuck you gonna understand how you supposed to get paid? Niggas walk around, get with shade tree ass ways, fuck a fade, let my hair drag, back and forth like a seesaw. Jumping lily to lily pad, dad, looking to get my good and feel. I'm broke in like some old me. Could stop, damn, a would stop. I'm dropping lines for the big clock. 16 is when I started this dream. is 96, I'm in your face. Can you hear that bitch scream? Okay, will be over to yeah. that big girl from Decay